second I'll start the show. You're Tiger. <laughs> Thank you for calling www.toontalk.co.uk. Just press the button and you'll be able to listen into the show. Or you can go to www.novaradio.co.uk as well. And you can also catch us on Google Play. It's Toon Talk Radio live and exclusive, current from the northeast. How is everybody this evening? Well, I've got a story to tell you, but I'll bring in my uh, other, my regular guest. is Neil Mitchell calling from Dubai. Good evening. Good evening, Andrew. How are you doing? Not too bad. A bit rushed, as you can imagine. But this time, it's not because of what you think. You sound more than a little flustered, I have to say. Oh, very flustered. Something weird going on in the background there when I dialed in. Well, we've got lots of talk tonight about Newcastle, Sunderland and Middlesbrough with our our main guest tonight, Graham Bailey, who will be on the show quite soon. We're going to talk transfers and various other things. But yes, um, obviously, a great result on Saturday for Newcastle, Sunderland, boop-boo! Middlesbrough, I can't remember them, even if they, yeah, they lost to the Gated Angel. Come on! Well, as I, as I said, uh, the reason I'm late tonight is that Keith, uh, Neil, I put the key in the door and it snapped. Oh my God. You are Alan Partridge. You didn't, sta- you didn't stand on a spike trying to climb over the bloody railings, are you? You're going to pass out halfway through the show from blood loss in your shoes. That was my second thought, but I realised I'd locked it. And, unless, uh, like, unless you're like Steve Bruce this week claiming over the fence, that must have been a sight to see. Did you hear about that? I did hear about that, yeah. That's How, absolutely uh, superb. I can't come to training. <laughs> My gates are locked and I can't get out of the house. Bruce says, I had enough of this. Quick stop at the kebab shop on the way around. Then he jumps over the fence to confront the player at the front door. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It's comedy that writes itself. Because I've never known Steve Bruce... Actually, I've never heard him ever slag off a player, so it must have. It's obviously gone to extreme lengths that he's, um, you know, it's funny, isn't it? Newcastle being linked with him, weren't it, at, at the start of the season? How scary is that? Hold on, I've got Graham Bailey on the line. Hello. <laughs> Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Calling everything all at once. You ring the no, no, I'll send it to you now, don't worry. I'll send it to you right now, hold on. Just put the phone up, cheers, back. So that was Graham Bailey. Professional and smooth. <laughs> I'll pull up and I'll send a message. So, like, have you ever seen anything like that before? Where... A, a and, and you're absolutely right. We were, we were linked with him, and there was people kicking off because we didn't get him ahead of his transfer... Um, 
from uh, it was Fulham you went to Villa. Yeah, Fulham, yeah. And bearing in mind, he, he, he apparently he created a stir to get his transfer to Fulham. I think was it from Leeds. And yes. I, I, he sounds like he's got a history of being just a general ne'er do well. I mean, the electric gates are locked on my house, and I can't get out. Yeah, professional footballer, really? Is that the best you can do? Is the dog eat your homework as well? I mean, <laughs> what on earth? Um, perhaps he's perhaps he's running for an, um, a position in Donald Trump's cabinet. You know, <laughs> who knows? Jesus. Yeah, it's been, it's been a strange. It's, let's be honest. It's, you know, you, we see the uh, there's a few instances actually I've picked up on as, as well as of uh, what I've seen the weekend, and obviously the head injury uh, to um, uh, one of the um, uh, Burnley players, and I've uh, for, yeah, I, can't, I can't remember his name. God's gone from me mind. But, but yeah, like um, the, fr- the fracture school, Ryan right. Mason, right? Yeah, Ryan Mason. Mason. And it's interesting that the uh, player uh, Gary Gale, Gale was in cho- involved in it as well. He went at the at half time complaining of problems. Now, why was Gary Gale sent out in the second half? Well, to me, that's he absolutely he attention to detail, care, the care of a professional, of a human being. Yes, he, Look, he scored yeah. a goal. Great stuff, wonderful. But that we've got to get it. We've got to get ahead of the game on that. On that. Yeah, touch, touching on something that you know, obviously close to my heart, because obviously mm. I do have a professional side. I mean, it's not that you'd think it when I hear us yakking on this show, like, but I do. <laughs> um, and, and I've worked with elite athletes, and you, you you work with sort of obviously in sports dentistry. We talk about mouth guards, and everybody thinks about the link to protection of the teeth and dentition obviously but mm. actually there's now a suggested role in mouth guards and prevention of concussion mm. and concussive injuries and it's big news it's huge in the states um, obviously with the nfl i think they're ge- gearing up for one hell of a lot of payouts in terms of lawsuits. big time um i think if you look at what's going on in rugby union they're making severe questions so there was a player at the weekend who played on and there was some question mark whether he'd He'd uh, been knocked out or not, and the, mm. the guide they used was to ask the player. I'm sorry, that's the last person you ask. We we'll all know the hypocritical tale about uh, Paul Kitson when he got knocked for six playing for us, and Terry McDermott allegedly he did, was told by the physio he doesn't know who he is, and he apparently quipped, tell him he's Pelly and get him back on. You know, <laughs> um, you're right about care of the individual. You know, we, we don't know what the long-term injuries. The long-term effect of these head injuries actually do have on the brain. It's a lump of jelly in a box, and when you give it a whack, it wobbles a lot and it keeps wobbling, and that's what causes all of this. You know, <laughs> it's it's um, it's it's significant, and, and you're right. There should be. I think it's time, you know, because we had that World Cup incident with a German lad as well, mm, you know, yeah. not that long ago, and you can you can pick a few few ones out where um, you've got to question the sanity. And, and it, in my opinion, there probably should be a, an independent a, a medical a, a opinion available on the spot. And perhaps they should be allowed to use a substitution and not be penalised for it. You know, exactly. if, if for something that's that severe. Just, I'm, I'm, you know what it is, I'm making it up as I go along, as I usually do. I've not really thought that through very hard, but there's just a solution off the top of my head. But certainly the, the power... Whether that player stays on the pitch really probably should be taken away from um, the team, the manager, or the player himself. It should be independently assessed. Then mm. you come on to the long-term things. I mean, the NFL have got it absolutely down pat now with their competition mm. protocol. 
you lose a player for two or three games sometimes because he's just not out of the, out of the protocol. But if you look at what they're doing with that protocol, um, and you look at the effects of concussion on some of these players, you know, where they cannot even follow a series of lights on a game on an iPad, and you're talking two weeks mm-hmm. after the injury and they're still in the protocol. So it, you kind of tell me that really genuinely, if a player says to me, I'm all right, boss, I'm fine, I can play on, and he's not going to do serious damage, you know, down the line. It's not that long ago we're talking about, um, you know, players from the 50s getting things like, you know, degenerative brain diseases from heading a ridiculously heavy wet leather ball. Um, and, and it's still really not known what's going on there. And this whole, like I say, it's, it's, it's a lump of jelly in a box and when it gets a whack, there's a lot of damage can happen. Exactly. Well, we're bringing, um, obviously, there's a lot to discuss tonight. Great points, though, on when it comes to when it comes to so many different things going on. It, 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 it's just, it, to me, it's absolutely laughable how they can get away with, you know, putting the player back in there, thinking he's some, well, you know, fair enough, it's, you know, players are going to say, players are going to say anything to get on the, on the, on the, on the team, well, we know that. But anyway, I've got to bring in, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've just got to bring in there, uh, Graham Bailey, uh, writer of a few, transfer tales for the Sunday tabloids and a few football insights, views my own. Uh, normally he's with HITC, so uh, if you want to go and catch, listen, well, look and see what the latest news in transfer-wise, it's at Graham Bailey, so you can check him out. Good evening, Graham. How are you? Good evening, guys. Uh, interesting, wasn't it, what happened yesterday? Obviously, me and uh, Neil were talking about it uh, when it comes to the the horror injury to to Ryan Mason. Yeah. These things these things happen though. That that that's what's going to happen when two fellas jump in the air to get it. But two of them, one goes off, probably may have, could have died essentially, and one just has a has a wobble in the dressing room and he gets sent out. Absolutely disgusting, really, isn't it? Well, yeah. Obviously, it's surprising. We don't get more clashes of heads in football. I think it's probably a case of probably a case of foreheads meeting the softer part of. Uh, Mason's head, unfortunately, and we do know there is quite different uh, depths and tension in the, in the head, isn't it? So there's some very soft and very um, hard parts of both, so, um, depending who you are. Um, yeah, so yeah, I think as as, said, as was mentioned on the show there, I think um, I think it'd be very a very simple fix where you are, and I don't I don't necessarily think it has to be an independent doctor. Maybe there's mm-hmm. a doctor physio from the other side, or to, or to do it together. The club the club doctor is often fairly independent I think a club doctor as long as there's protocol in there that they as, as I, I agree that you could perhaps bring a like a blood like the blood substitution in rugby union mm-hmm. you bring them off for five minutes and then you can bring them straight back off again so the team aren't being penalised for something which is beyond their control um, you could easily do I just bring another another player on for five minutes whilst he gets the uh, protocol whilst he has the finger wiped in front of his face and then you uh, then you take the measures from there so I think it'd be very easily done that yeah, but, you know the the blood thing is probably the easiest thing. But the trouble is, a lot of the a lot of ideas that have been coming up the last couple of days are from Van Basten, and mm. most of them I would, most of them have been poo pooed. We'll we'll get that in a minute. But uh, probably the big news, uh, if, as 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 you are a military supporter, I'll, I'll give you a bit of leeway tonight. <laughs> but uh, interesting that the Chinese northeast number one club. You should be giving us a bit of leeway. Yeah? <laughs> Neil, any comment before we go on? Well, the league tables never lie. <laughs> no, crack on, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> it's too easy, isn't it? But like, um, um, <laughs> so tell me. I have to, uh, I have to do it, have to do it this, this season before next, because I might not be able to do it after this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll soon see. So tell me, 
the news that Millsborough, uh, the Chinese, been sniffing around uh, your club, is it fact or fiction? Well, I think it's a bit of both. Um, obviously, I'm not sure how many listeners realise, Peter Kenyon's been um, a very close associate, unofficial, basically a non-director of the club, basically, um, for quite a few years now. Um, hence our Adidas agreement and stuff. And we're, mm. We've got a lot of fingers and a lot of pies, um, figuratively, figuratively speaking, around the world via Peter Kenyon, the advisor. So, obviously, the, there was... Um, a Chinese businessman came over for talks over business development. I think it was more, he probably asked the question, um, would Steve Gibson sell half a Premier League club? Hey, I imagine if any Premier League businessman is in a Premier League club, he probably asked the question. Um, so he asked the question, he got um, he got a no. We've had uh, Peter Lim was linked not long ago, the, the guy who owned Valencia, I think before he took over there, he was linked to Middlesbrough again via Kenyon. So I think if Peter Kenyon is just probably putting these things on the table for Steve and saying, look, there's an opportunity here, Steve. Take it or leave it. And so, uh, yeah, there is something in it. I don't think it got as far as to, as some as some are making out, but uh, there was certainly an interest. And hey, when there's a British owner still in charge of a Premier League club, you know that's one of the ones who is available. In Middlesbrough's case, um, it'll probably take a lot to for Steve Gibson to sell. Will it take for him to sell 50% of the club? Uh, who knows? Um, we would hope not as Middlesbrough fans, but you never know. What do you think, Neil? Well, what Grim says is quite right, as well as a British owner of a Premier League club, they're the ones you've got to look at for the, the more immediate um, potential sales. Um, I think Steve Gibson deserves a lot more back for what he's put into mm. Middlesbrough, personally. Um, he's, he, he's stalwart, staunch, um, proper owner, really, because he genuinely did... It, various stages put his hands into his own pockets to keep everything going mm. um, obviously I spent a, spent a wee bit of time working down on Teesside and uh, I've got quite a few Borough fans as mates and sort of understand that connection it's, which is these days does seem to be an ever increasingly rare thing um, to have that kind of connection from owner to fans simply through you know being a local lad with a local business etc etc um, obviously that time will come to an end one day uh, and the way that money seems to be lashed around from Far East at the moment um, perhaps that time is soon mm-hmm. uh, who knows, it, 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 quite right in that you know um, it, it does stand out as one that has, because you know there's lots of things in place there, they've got a good academy set up, the stadium's you know, purpose built etc etc um, there's, there's a lot of thing, things in an owner wouldn't have to do going into Middlesbrough. Um, you know, it's so for... And, and equally, around about the time when Nottingham Forest was bought by... They've got the poorest Q80 owner in the world. Um, I was surprised that kind of ownership didn't happen. They weren't sniffing around clubs like Middlesbrough then. Uh, so, you know, it, 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 it's... It's all interesting times on the ownership front, really. You, you sort of watch the space because you never know what's around the corner. Like I say, there's so much money coming in from the Far East. I think um, when, it, when, it, when it comes to agreement, obviously in the backdrop of, um, you know, they, they seem to be doing okay um, in the league. They're actually surprising a lot of people, surprising me, because I don't think they're that what much. Surprising how, what surprising how badly we're doing? <laughs> well, it's I, I've always linked it to the manager anyway. Um, but what, what's 
obviously I'm probably going to let you go when it comes to what, what's this thing This like I, if I heard Rafa Benitez Alan Pardew uh, Carver say what he said he'll be in so much bother then I'll bring yeah. you in afterwards and unfortunately there seems to be a um, a bit of a split a bit of a split now in the middle of fans there's a sizable minority who are um, and it is a minority but it's a sizable one now who were very very annoyed with Aitaka Ranka and mainly what he's doing on the pitch is negativity his refusal to change the system his his style of play which has made Middlesbrough the worst team to watch in the Premier League bar none and and, and I will challenge anyone who, who, who wants to suggest to me a better team to a less entertaining team in Middlesbrough in that top light because there isn't one and but for then him to come out and say that and and and, and that really does great on many Borough fans because the atmosphere obviously I don't you guys wouldn't have seen it in mm. close but since we've changed the stadium round away fans are in one side now and we have um, we have a very vociferous and boisterous section of fans in the south stand who, for 90 minutes, uh, banging drums, jumping up and down, very reminiscent of what we saw when we used to have the, the foreign clubs like Stour and Basel, and we've chosen a few of their chants as well, when we had the European nights, and, and, and it's non-stop for 90 minutes, and so just for him to suggest that the crowds and the atmosphere, and, and what he was referring to, we think, was his chance of attack, 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 at one point, and he thinks that rubbed off on the players. Well, it, it, it just beggars belief, really, for uh, anyone to suggest that and for him to pass the book on the fans, um, for him not to accept any um, of the issues himself. Um, for, for instance, Mills, Millsborough have played three games in 2017 in the Premier League, three games against uh, Watford, uh, against West Ham and Leicester. All three teams, when we played them in the bottom half of the table, Middlesbrough in 2017 have recorded four shots on target in all games. Jesus. Now wow. that for me is not acceptable. Hmm. Um, I think given the squad he's got, because yes, we we didn't have a massive out there, but we brought in Valdez on huge money, Negredo's on huge money, Callum Chambers is on huge money, Tarun's on big money, Downing's on big money. Uh, the the way, if you saw the wage packets one to eleven, we'd be very much in the mid table. He is not getting the best out of that squad in front of him, and it is purely down to his tactics. We came into the league playing a fairly negative style. I've been on the show before. I wasn't happy with mm. it last year. Mm. Now it's even worse because he's took the number ten out, and he's now put him back in the midfield. So we've got a, we've got virtually three holding midfielders who are creating very little because they are playing towards us to sit. And that's why we're keeping clean sheets and we're stubborn because we've virtually got seven defensive players. We've got back four and three holding midfielders. And then we've got the three up front. Well, two wingers who have to try back as well. And that's why Negredo is so isolated. It, it really is, at the moment, um, a very poor state of affairs. And, um, and, and I know many Borough fans do agree with me. I, if, if it carries on like this, we're only heading one way and it, uh, we'll be waving, waving at you on the way past. Neil? Well, it's interesting, the, the, the one thing that stands out. I mean, that comment about the fans is up there with Pardew's the fans mm. got a bit carried away comment, mm. no. isn't it? You know, yeah. it's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that fans have an opinion and that want to encourage the team to do something. I mean, I've, I, I'm aware... Exactly, but when you, that, when you get that, when you get the stats over it, four shots on target in well, three Premier League games, is, is, is it any wonder? And, 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 and obviously, and, and, and with that, two of those are at home, have been at home. Two of those have been at home. 
I would I suggest mean, the fans are entitled to shout attack attack attack. It's ridiculous. Absolutely it, agree. It's a part, and, and on Saturday we had a lot of possession, but it's because West Ham allowed us to have possession. Um, and I think there's a stat out there as well. The last time Middlesbrough came in the, in the Premier League came from behind to win a game was like 20, 2007 or something. So people know when they take the lead against us, wow. the chances are we're not going to beat you. Wow. I mean, it, 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 that really is... Uh, I know I've seen about, about the formation, because the formation he's playing at the minute is really a five-man in midfield. Yeah, oh, it, it, right, it, it begs right belief, and that's why but, we've but got Traore. Isolated, yeah. Totally. Mm, and we have Traore, one of the most exciting, very exciting players. He's very raw. We know we know his feet are quicker than his brain, etc. We know that. But there's a lot of wingers in the Premier League making good livings who can't cross. Aaron Lennon, Theo Walcott. There's been a lot of good wingers in our time, and who, mm. who can uh, take on players and not cross the ball. But, and he's one, but then he, 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 he broke burst in his system, and then he drops him for like six weeks just to so, make a point as he does. Christ, and and now we're about to lose Gaston Ramirez as well, who's had another falling out with Karanka, we understand, behind the scenes. Uh, he, 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 a, honestly, he could follow up with himself, with himself if he looked in the mirror long enough. It's right, really appalling, his fan management. Start a fight in the phone box. Uh, I mean, he really does, it doesn't sound like a happy ship at all. And do, do you no. think this goes, this, does this all stem back to the time we walked out? Or is, there, is well, there something rumbling from even long before then? Even, even, even long before, and I was, I was speaking to you guys before that, and, mm. and obviously I, I, I was thinking we weren't, some of us weren't happy then about the style mm. of play. Yeah. And, and, and what it comes down to, it, it doesn't particularly have the changing room with him because he didn't have the changing room when he got promoted. He lost it, he lost it before his fall, public fallen out, and he walked out on the club. As I've always said, if, he, if someone walks out on my football club, they're never welcome back. I still stand by that. He shouldn't have been brought back. Um, but then, obviously, and we limped over line. And we we had by far the best squad in that division, the biggest budget and the best squad in that division. We should we should have done a Bournemouth in that league. We should have been up by end of March. And and we limped over line. We we had to get a point against Brighton that last game. We limped over that line. So that's the thing. We didn't go in. We didn't come into the Premier League all guns blazing. And and now we've got here. And, and he's just gone even more negative, which is beyond belief. It, it, it's, honestly, it, it really riles me because we're in danger of being sucked down again when we shouldn't be. The squad is better than where it should be. That, that squad where we are now, we're, that's a mid-table squad he's got there. It really is. Mm. Um, we've got a fantastic um, spine of a team. But, no, the way we're playing is, yeah, it, it's a big worry. And I, I, I seriously think that Newcastle could be the only Premier League team in the Premier League next year. I really do. It's a real danger. Wow. Wow. Thing is, I've been linked with. Go ahead, Neil. Well, I would never have had Borough in danger coming straight back down. From what I saw of them last year, talking to the Borough lads over here, you know, there was a degree of optimism that everything would be organised and you'd hold your own. Uh, And I had this on, like I was talking about last week, Andrew, as you know, Mm. who were having this. I'd had this on running discussion with with the. With a red and white fan over here, about oh, I'd said from the start of the season, look, the three worst teams in you, you'll be all right. And I have to concede to her, I think she's, I think she's right. After last weekend, sitting with them, and then after this weekend now, um, it doesn't look good for Sunderland at all. Um, no. But to hear you, Graham, say Burrock would join them as well. That's, that's, well, I, I, I that's personally don't think I don't think Crystal Palace will go. I think they'll prove too far too strong for that, especially with signings they're going to make. And then yeah. Hull are making Hull are making very good signs, and, and what I'm hearing from the whole Hull camp 
Um, the players are, are loving this new manager. They, they mm-hmm. have, wow. in, in, in modern football parlance, they are having him. They like what he's doing. <laughs> um, they like his approach. He's come in and the players are nodding nod their heads thinking, do you know what, this guy knows what he's doing. And that can make a massive... They, there's already an extra 15% there because a lot of the players weren't really <laughs> having Mike Phelan, if you, if for right. one of the better for us. And, but they are having this in silver. And Clements coming and have an impact. I think there's a real danger there. But the problem is, I said with Middlesbrough, um, and if we lose Ramirez, it's because we change the system to negative. We, we don't have a number 10 anymore. We don't have a creative spark mm. behind the Grado. And the Grado is a top-class striker. He really is. But he's not getting any... As that stat proves, four shots on tight. He's not, we're, and we're not wasting chances. We're not, get, we're not creative with them. We're not getting them. It, it, it's, 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 a, it's a real worry. It really is. And... Um, Seeing, seeing what's happening, obviously Sunderland, yeah, I think they're selling, selling Van Aanholt to Palace. Mm-hmm. Unless they find sign three or four players off the back of that, I think that's completely nonsensical, personally. Mm-hmm. Is, that, but, is that actually going through, Graham? Yeah, Van Aanholt will be a Palace player within the next 48 hours, I believe. Wow. Um, yeah. They did, Palace, they did Sam, Big Sam tried to get Coney in, in that as well. But Sunderland have, have said no, but I think because they wouldn't go up to 18 for him. I think they were willing to be 18 for the two of them. But well, Connie's release clause is 18, and um, so I think that's why that's, that's what saved him from going. They've just had their other centre back charge with violent conduct as well, haven't they? Yeah, but yeah. if you've seen him in, if you've seen him in action, I think it's probably a boost or something. Oh, he's probably it? better off the pitch. I, I, I get you. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like um, if they're gonna if Lisbon linked with selling that player um, that's quite good. It, you know, I forgot his name now. Is it Tory? Is it? But like, um, if they're being linked, uh, if they're being linked Sorry. to selling him to Chelsea, what is yeah, it? Yeah, well, I think again, I don't think Crank is a huge fan of it. I don't think Crank is a huge fan of Traore, believe it or not, because he, he's not playing regularly and, and etc. But yeah, see, the thing is, Bojan and Jesse from PSG, we are very much in for them too. Snodgrass as well at Hull's another one. Um, but when these players come in, he'll just play them on the wing. He's not. He won't. He won't. Unless he brings back the number ten, which if he won't do it for Gaston Ramirez, I can't see him doing it for these other guys. So yeah, it's a big risk bringing these other guys in. And um, yeah, as we say, unlike with the championship, when you can get, as we say, Newcastle sign a lot of very ordinary players, and obviously hence my crush being very angry, it, it, it doesn't really matter. You can get away with it at that level. In the Premier League, you get found out. If you have, if you fill your team full of championship players, as Newcastle will know next year. You're gonna to have to replace them. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, what, what, what have you thought? What have you thought lately of Newcastle? Because obviously, we had a good. I was there actually. Uh, just shows you when you're not there and you go, your, you go, your dad, you get a different perspective on what's going on there. But um, yeah, it was it was quite interesting to watch um, watch Newcastle. Going back to Middlesbrough, I. I did think I actually thought the crowd was quite good. What I what I saw of it, uh, they the seemed loud. They seemed um, oh, more up for it. Yeah, very much up for it. Totally, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, if he, he, obviously you've got to use a long ball effectively. You can't just go a long ball all the time. But even the even the Middlesbrough fans know that because if you just go one way, there's going to be winging more. It was on the back. Yeah, it was on the back of him saying attack, attack, attack. So mm. if he deems that as long ball. Um, that's the thing because I think Crank can confuse his possession for being attacking intent. West Ham, as soon as they sat back off, sat back off his twenty yards, they allowed Middlesbrough of possession. They let people like George Friend have the ball. He knows he's not. Admit it. It's, it's not a problem for them. So 
yeah, and on New- Newcastle, yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I think I think I think Brighton and Newcastle are just about both up now. Um, the Chancellor thing was very interesting. I was it a few weeks ago. I was um, I was involved in that story, and it was interesting. Which where, one? The, the Graham Carr back in charge it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, that, that's a bit ridiculous because he's never he's never been away anyway, has he? He's not. But well, if you read some of the stuff in the Newcastle in the Evening Chronicle recently, yeah, I, did, I think, yeah, yeah. especially John Gibson's well, bordering on scandalous piece he did on him. Um, <laughs> it was uh, you would think that, and um, to be honest, I can see Mike Ashley's point of view. Actually, I think he's he's been a bit busy. I think I think if you look at that Newcastle squad now. Graham. Graham. Horrendous. There's some horrendous. Sound. That the lad you've got from Atletico Madrid. And I, I did serve the army. You've, mm. There's players there. Who, who are you going to get rid of them to? Yeah, that Spanish lad's going to be at Newcastle for his whole career, but he's going to spend the next two seasons on loan in Spain. The army. Who's going yeah. to take the army off your hands? No one. And it's everywhere. And, and, and so signing and, and signing people like Grant Hanley's fine because you probably get rid of him to another Championship club. But I think if you that Newcastle squad at the moment. Yeah, it's not. Um, even though you are going to walk in back into that top flight, there's going to be an awful lot of investment needed there. Well, I, I think when it comes, when it, Mike, when it comes to Mike, because I was so annoyed last week when I even heard that little runt was still, uh, you know, in getting putting his uh, paws again into unstabling the Newcastle fan base, which incidentally he did. Um, that story that came out. Like obviously, people belittled it, and then it gained traction, so it came out it was true. Mike actually has no idea what he's talking about when it comes to Newcastle United. He's never no, had an idea. He, when it comes he, to transfers, he was, looking, he was looking at the. I think he was looking at the asset sheet and had a look at it, and I think yeah, he was. Probably. I think he taken. I think. I think everyone involved in that. I think Lee Charnley was probably bore the brunt of it because he's the one who's overseeing this. Obviously, Graham Carr wasn't overseeing a lot of the domestic ones and a few others. Um, so I think Lee Charnley was the one bearing the brunt, really. I don't think it was a real dig at Rafa per se, but I think um, I think they just loosened loosened the not the noose or the string slightly, but I think they just uh, the, it, if you imagine it was one of those long dog leashes where they allowed it to go twenty meters, and I think he's brought it back to five meters now. Mm. I, I was going to I'll just bring in um, uh, I'll just bring in uh, one of my uh, God God as soon as he every time he comes on he always makes me my voice. Like, not understand what I'm about to say. But uh, it's Keith McStay, um, Graham. Um, I'll bring him in to talk about the Van Halter situation. Um, what's, your, uh, what's your thoughts on the, the fact that Van Halter, Van Halter could be going? Uh, Keith, obviously, you've got Graham Bailey on. Yeah. Hi, Graham. Uh, yeah, hi, Andrew. Good thing is, Graham, I speak far more fluent than Andrew. I do English and Geordie. But anyway, Well, it's because you're that bit closer to Teesside, so you do speak a bit more English. That's the thing. <laughs> Well, no, I'm, actually, I'm, I'm not for the time when I'm let's move on. Right, Van Arnold. <laughs> Look, at whoever he signs for, crack an acquisition for somebody. Trouble is, you'll, you'll read in social media, fans can be fickle and they'll, they'll pick up all these errors, but he's an attacking wing-back, which when he goes forward, yeah. the back four, back five, whatever, the midfielder were there to fill in the gaps where he is up front, and he's, he's clearly sure he can score goals. Uh, nobody really covers this the space he's left because we haven't got a brilliant uh, defensive unit that is obviously sitting in weight in defence where he's up attacking. So that's one of the problems. If he goes to a team with probably a little bit more structure, uh, certainly what we lack at the moment, a bit more confidence, a team that obviously hasn't got the totally rely on him covering 
his left back position, you know, throughout the full 90 minutes, <laughs> you do well. The other thing is, even when he does get back, he isn't built as an out and out left back. So he's a luxury left back, really. And it's something in our dogfight we can't really afford. Do I want to lose him in a different uh, team, different environment? No, I'd love to keep him. But if he has to be sacrificed to bring people in, has to happen for me, unfortunately. Graham, luxury left back, do you agree with that? I, I can see what the point is. I, I would point out that he was, obviously, he was part of the Sam Allardyce back four, which is very hard to break down. And obviously, I think the fact is, he's he's very good at taking orders in, in, in that respect, where Sam Allardyce knows taking a palace, he will give him a task. And it's, it's probably a lot of tasks during a game where he'll be tracking back a winger, a lot of things that we don't see or, or appreciate. But obviously, he's someone who Big Sam knows can come in, um, a trusted lieutenant, he'll come in and do a job. Obviously, the players at Palace now aren't really, um, not so much not defending, but we're not sticking to the tasks, so to speak. So I think, obviously, Big Sam knows what he's getting. Um, hence his interest, he's probably, want, he's probably going to try and bring Jenkinson and Downing in as well. He's going for players who he's worked with previously, and mm. um, you can see why he's doing that. You, you know, at this point, you can't be sitting down with hours and days on end with people trying to explain something. So it's much easier to bring in people who already know the philosophy and know how to play. Is any obviously I saw a mention of um, if Moyes goes, they're looking at uh, Patrick Vieira. Before I get uh, Keith's reaction, what's your take on that one, Graham? Um, I must admit, when 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 the pressure was on Moyes November, time, I was hearing more Kevin Ball than Patrick Vieira. So oh, and uh, Kevin Ball, well, yeah, if he hey, wants to go, I would, I would imagine, I would imagine Kevin Ball him. more likely to accept it than Patrick Vieira at this point. Yeah, Keith, totally. Totally, Vieira would want some ambition. If he's going to start his managerial career, he's not going to start in a dogfight with a budget that's been widely, nationwidely being broadcast as being jack shit, to be honest. So he's not going to come up and start running his football and managerial career up here. Just not likely. He's going to obviously end up with a relegation as his first uh, accolade. So very unlikely. Um, I think just what you're saying there about... um, Halliday, so giving technical advice to players and giving them a job, I think Moyes is lacking in that. So uh, I don't know. He either needs a right-hand man who's going to go into the technical area and shout for him and give instruction. He doesn't do it. But Vieira, I can't see him coming. Definitely not. More chance of me being the manager. <laughs> Graham, what do you think about um, the fact that uh, Julian Lescott now, Della Bodgi, whatever his name is, um, mm. is out? That's an interesting one. I've got another one for you, but he's one of my clients, so Justin Hoyt. So be yeah, careful what you say. Well, well, Justin, obviously, from Millsbrae, he, he had worse times, and obviously Robbie Keane's been linked there as yeah, well. Um, yeah, nothing would surprise me with these, these guys who are floating around from Millers. I, I imagine Robbie Keane. Uh, then again, Keane in the four, I think it'd be worse forward line, so um, um, I think, don't think that'd be a bad thing. Um, Keane behind the four. Um, Lescott, yeah, an option. Um, I know Christopher Samba's doing the rounds. He'd be an outstanding time oh, for Sunderland, actually. Um, another one Big Sam's talking to. So I think there's, there's players out there if people are looking, but whether Sunderland's hierarchy um, wants to look at, for these players um, remains to be seen. Obviously, I think they're uh, I think they're getting ready for the drop personally. But um, well, hey, not, we'll not by not by they're getting ready for the drop because the team have struggled since day one of this season. They've been horrendous. It's it's like not a tactic. Let's get ready for the championship. It's a disaster. 
So you're, you're losing you there, uh, Balak. Uh, uh, you got it. Yeah. I got yeah, just about you you're going in and out. But like, what does it what does it tell you about the players he's going for though? To you, is a you know like, when you look at Middlesbrough, at least Middlesbrough going for I would suggest better players, but if, uh, than than some. And it's interesting, though, isn't it? That the team that's just come up seems to getting more advanced players, but obviously they've got the money. The, I suppose, the, bigger, you know? club, the bigger clubs are always going to go for the bigger players, isn't it? You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd better hang up on that one. Keith. Anyway, no, look, the, the, the reality is, look, at Borough come up, and you know you've got to give it a go if you've come. You've got to throw a little bit of money. In, you've got to be ambitious. Sunderland have struggled for such a long time. They're not as attractive proposition for somebody to come to. And I've got to be honest, Moyes is trying to self-destruct and put everybody off because before they even get the negotiating table, they know there's no money. So the agent, the footballer, if there is another club in for them, and they feel like they don't even have to make the journey up the year one, they can already guess that there's not going to be the most lucrative deal there. So suddenly they've got to look around. They've got to actually, for, for nothing to do with Moises, by the way, but for a number of different reasons, African Nations Cups, injuries, horrendous injuries we've had. And obviously, still a body, not that that he's been a, a total rock in the centre of defence, but he's he's won himself a little uh, suspension as well. So the number of players we've had out, I mean, from Pickford right the way through, mm. we've got defenders, central defenders, midfield and strikers. You could make, you could genuinely make a team from the people who have been out consistently, a good 11 or 12 of them, and that's keeper right the way through. So he needs more bodies in, and if he has to swap Van Arnholt for one signed player and two loanees of a of a maybe a certain age or a certain standard, that's what he needs to do because the other week I think I made the jest. Somebody had said that the the, the bench that Sunderland had, the kids were that young they still believe in Father Christmas, which is right, though just a, a bunch of youngins. But it, I know someone else is crack, but it's the reality mm. so Moise's hands are tied in, in that respect. I think he's been coming up short in many other areas, tactically, motivationally and pretty depressing but the players I think he does need to look for a certain type on the budget he is going to have and swap one for three so he can fill slots should he get an injury I mean Nichibu's back at the weekend and he looks like he's injured again waiting for news on that so we do need more bodies to, to, to sicken out the squad and the other thing is financial fair play Bura aren't bigger who knows we'll have a crack at seeing that but Borough haven't been mismanaged with some of the reckless signings of late where we're still paying we have for them a, I, think, I think if we did go back to the Championship, they would want a word with us, given what we spent the season before. So uh, possibly. The reason we don't want to go down particularly. Correct, yeah. But financial fair players were tampering us going for anybody, you know, the salaries that we've got and the players that would be getting sold. I think. And there, you, there uh, is a lot of players in that Sunderland camp who don't have relegation clauses either. Mm, I do know really that. Really well. Yeah, oh, well, without a doubt, uh, yeah. And obviously, Lenz, who's who's out on loan as well, went public a couple weeks ago saying it would suit him down to the ground if someone got relegated. He's one in particular, bought in £8 million, big salary, okay, salary's off the payroll at the moment, but there'll be no money coming back for him on a deal. The club can nick him for nothing, you know, uh, and pinch him from as and when we get relegated if that does ultimately happen. But surely, Graham, they have, they have to spend the money. They can't just give up because the, essentially this window if they don't bring in substantial bodies they're giving up 
because it you well, can't say it's financial fair play. Just been, you've got to go for it. Yeah. There's well, there's no, been no, since uh, I, I I don't necessarily think it's a financial fair play. I know it's I know Ellis Short doesn't and and to paraphrase what I've been told, what he said, he do, he doesn't mm. want to spend the family money. Uh, mm, he's seen yeah. his good friend Randy Lerner suffer at Villa, and he's just put a bit put in place. He, his money is not being touched at the moment, so. Um, I feel sorry for the guy, the management in it, Sunderland. They've got to work very hard to try and work around that, and that's why. Um, How can he feel he, sorry for the money? The money they're getting from the Premier League, he's making money no matter what no, it I is. Mean, I mean, I, I feel sorry for the management at Sunderland. They have to work around those oh, the right issue yeah. of, of the of right. the owner. Right. They're you see that though. You see that I hear every week. I'm on here. Me, me pity for Moyes or whoever gets asked to manage. For sure, when you see the salary he gets, and he knew the task that lay ahead of him, so I would never say I feel sorry for him because, you know, sink or swim, a manager will just walk away from that club, hefty payoff, and then land another job with another fantastic salary. So ultimately, he's a football manager, and he, he's not man- forget forgetting a single thing about who he might sign on a Saturday afternoon at three o'clock when he across the lane. He was referred to them in, in uh, post-match um, conferences, saying, oh, a couple of mistakes were made, and his comment last week was, mistakes have made, were made, and if I had a bigger squad, I would obviously adjust that and drop some players. But that doesn't stop him on the 90 minutes standing up and actually helping his team and saying, look, X, Y, or Z, don't let that happen again. He's skinned you down the right-hand side, or he's, he's mm. cutting inside you all the time. Ma- telling the guy where he's made the mistake so it's not repeated in the same match, if you see the guy who got ripped the shreds down the left-hand side off, <coughs> good. No way. We technically area to, to 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 tighten up that right-hand side. He had um, Barini playing right midfield. He, he's not managing yet. That's the point. Mm-hmm. Forget he's, what he can spend and he's restricted in the in the transfer market. That's one part of his job in a, as a football manager. The only for two periods of the year. The rest of the time it's his role. Monday to Friday training and Saturday getting these lads up for the match and keeping them up during the match and adjusting during it. And I don't feel sorry for the salary he's getting. He should be working harder and doing better. That's my yeah. view. Um, yeah, obviously, um, well, we've got a manager who comes out and blames the fans for, for us. So, um, we're, not, we're not much in a better position, really. Um, yeah, um, as I, as I who said... Who do you think they're going to get, though? Because who do you think... Is the, is the keen thing real? I, I presume the Lescott one is. I could imagine the key one being what's who they've been linked yeah, with. Yeah, Robbie Keane's a free agent. I, 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 that 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 will have legs on it. I think um, yeah, Robbie Keane uh, will be in, will be in, well, he's on the radar. Something very much so. Um, and I, I don't think it'd be a bad signing at all for running into the season personally. Um, well, yeah, he's only as a sub, only as a sub though, right? You could imagine him playing a full game. Well. I don't know. Thankfully, I don't watch Sunderland week in week out. So, um, second singer. They would have to tell Go me, on. but I think I think King could work in that system. I think if had Janazai could have some front three maybe of Janazai, um, Defoe, and 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 Kane. I thought I think that would work fairly okay. I think he's a very clever player, and sometimes mm. very clever players took last six months of the season you can't underestimate them. Um, Look when Defoe arrived back, mm. um, everyone thought he was only going to have eighteen months, uh, half a season or something. And look at him now. So no, I, I wouldn't write, I wouldn't write Kane off so much. Um, but hey, let's see. They're still in with a chance, Sunderland. Um, like like they all are down there. It's, it, and we both got our eyes firmly on Hull and 
Swansea to see what they're doing because unfortunately they're both making a real fist of it. And, uh, it's quite funny, isn't it? You, you, you saw, yes. Yeah, that's the thing. Is Swansea? You've got Hull look more energised, more ready to go. It's funny, Paul Merson slagging off <laughs> the the whole city manager who came in and saying we should have English managers, which is quite correct. Uh, but you know, the, if the guys come in, but he, he won a trophy, didn't he? Uh, that guy they've got in at all. His, rec- his record's phenomenal. Yeah, his record's phenomenal. Olympiacos and the job he did at Estoril. Um, he's a he's got a phenomenal CV. Um, Silver and uh, yeah, and I think he's if he do, if he get, if he keeps them up, he, he'll have a lot of Premier League clubs knocking on his door. So I think he's got a lot of motivation to do well at Hull, and uh, he's making some good signings. He's brought a good right back in. He's brought Markovic from Liverpool, who is a very good player. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think, and I think they're probably well, Snodgrass is going to be touch and go whether they keep him or not. I think Mills from West Ham are going to give that a real try to get him. You could um, imagine. I could. You could imagine. I the way the way that Karanka is, um, I've sunned in for Snodgrass as well. I could have sworn I read something about that. And well. I, I know for a fact they have asked about him and do like him, but um, <laughs> I don't really think the player would be uh, totally enamoured with a with, with that move. And I don't, I'm not sure how much Middlesbrough appeals to him to be honest, because mm. as you say, as we've alluded to, um, he left on left or right wing because there's no number ten role at Middlesbrough anymore. So would he be happy doing that and tracking back and? Such a negative system. I think uh, if West Ham are in for him and match the price, I think they're the ones they'll get him. I've just seen a, a Newcastle thing on, somebody just said it, um, Horahan, who I've never heard of, from Aston Villa. Conor, yeah, Connor Hurahan, um, very, very good player. Um, Where's he play? Yeah, he's a centre midfielder. Um, yeah, I saw Newcastle link, but he's not better than what Newcastle have got, so I think you can, you can wipe that one off. Um, it's an advanced stage, it says on Sky. With with Aston Villa, yeah, 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 he's a good player. Him and Lansbury, he'll get them going. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, he's, he's he's a decent player. Um, no, Barlikers is going to Newcastle. Oh, who is? Yeah, who All right, so well, fan stages, yeah. All right, well, he's got contract in the summer at Barnsley. Yeah. Um, I again, I don't really think he improves your squad to be honest. Um, when everyone's fully fit, I don't see where he's go- if he's going to get in. He's, he's, I'd say he's not Premier League standard. You could buy the. I think players take like that when you when you're looking for promotion. Mm. You're looking again exactly what I've said about trying to fill your squad up. If you do mm. get hit with a couple of injuries, you don't want to lose steam on them last six weeks. You know, and you see it. You see mm. a team drop into the um, into the playoff zones instead of the automatic mm. positions, and they lose total momentum. So. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I know. I know. Obviously, the Townsend things progressing. I think that'll be a loan. I think Newcastle get their it's way. Isn't it though, Grim? Is a loan a bit strange? Is that the fact that Newcastle are owed three million? Well, I think they're owed more than that. But I think Newcastle will get their own way with that because Palace are desperate to get him out. So I think Newcastle's oh, wow. terms on that will count. And why are they desperate to get him out? I don't get it. Uh, he doesn't go with Big Sam at all, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, he's had a big follow-up down there, and um, yeah, it's one of those. Um, that, isn't it, to me, that's the weird thing about Sunderland. Where Keith will probably when he was at Sunderland, I I don't know if Keith ever heard that he fell out with. He was he comes across as straight. If he doesn't, if he comes across as straight, well, Keith, what do you think? It's isn't it surprising that he'd fall out with somebody, um, because you never really heard about it at Sunderland when he was there because he was so loved. Yeah. Well, he was loved by the fans, 
Um, but he, he did dispose of some players, and to be honest, he wasn't the biggest fan of Barini, and uh, he, he waited a while to use him. I think it was circumstances before he came back into the fray. So, um, okay, it wasn't public because, again, similar towards the rumours of when he left in the summer, he, he had a little bit of unrest with Sunderland Board and um, the budget that was available then. It it didn't get noticed because there was so much euphoria about what was going on. You know, another escape. The team did appear to be playing well. He did bring in a few players who so was able to, if he did have a little, not necessarily a, a grudge, but if it was somebody who just didn't quite fancy, mm. he managed to get four slots filled mm. last January. So if he did want to like deal with anybody, he, he had replacements and not only that, he didn't have the... It, it is horrendous with injuries, as I see. I, I wouldn't want to blame everything on Moyes, but he has had a lot of with. So Sam possibly did have a lot of uh, players on his radar that he would have been dumping in the summer had he have stayed with us and went forward. He just didn't get the same because there was enough of that stuff going on and he didn't get a chance to show his hand on, on who he would have been replacing because obviously the England job came along. So, uh, yes, I'd heard there was a couple he, he didn't quite fancy and... I can imagine why Townsend's not his man as well. I think he likes a, a guy to put in a full shift for 90 minutes and a decent tackle as well, which I don't know if he doesn't rate Townsend in that in that mould. What I am shocked at with Townsend, by the way, mm. when he when he played at the stadium for England on that friendly, and there was a couple of players who should have went, I think Defoe should have went to the, yeah, uh, the mm. championships just Clearly. because he, he was in form. And mm. just to make up the numbers, you could have thrown one against Iceland and he would have mm. got a goal. And Townsend at the time had a massive lot of backing. But it, it was, a lot of it was only from Newcastle, but he was liked elsewhere in the media mm. as well. But he's just went off the boil. You can see he's, so he's not doing well enough to even merit a mention in any England squad. So back up Newcastle might re-energise mm. his game. And if, if it looks like Newcastle are going up, He's back in the Premier League, which is the reason why he left in the first place. So that could be a win-win for Newcastle. You know, he was really well liked, heavily liked mm. up there, up here. So yeah. I, I can see why. And it's, he's got to get people off the payroll if he wants people in. And Sam's always keen for a wheeler, a dealer. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying there's a brown envelope at the end every day. He does like to a deal. No, he does like to get people. He likes to shift people on and, and get mm. his own men in. And if he doesn't fancy towns, then that's it. I get you, get yourself away. That's one more wage you can play with when he's got someone else in front of him at the table. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I've, I'm going to. Well, I'm going to talk to Grim after the show about uh, the client I've got. So you never know. We, we could be doing something. But I think uh, any any major anything you think will happen for Sunderland and the signings they'll definitely get in, in Newcastle, Graham. Um, I said I think Townsend's a uh, matter of uh, when rather than if. Um, I said uh, Hurrahan, uh, it surprised me they're, out, they're willing to pay £3 million for well, um, such a, a championship player, for want of a better word. Um, but is, he, is, he, uh, is he a creator? A bit, yeah, he's box to box, he's not bad. Um, box, yeah. you, you he's not the sort of player, in my opinion, you watch and think. He should be playing the Premier. He's no, he's no Tom Kearney. For me, he's the best player in that division. Um, he's nowhere near that. So, um, yeah, um, I just thought Lansby would have been more of the cup of tea. But yeah, so no, I said, but you have to pack him out. But I, I'd imagine you probably got just as good in, in your academy, to be honest. Um, 
And Sunderland will say, yeah, I, I think of the North East one, there's only Middlesbrough going to make the big impacts, really. Townsend aside, obviously. Um, I think it'll be Lones and Freeze for Sunderland, and then Middlesbrough will be, um, hopefully, I think Bojan is quite close. Jesse Rodriguez from PSG is a possibility, but yeah. Um, who's, this, uh, who's this Modu Baru? Because that's, if they're going to get Hurahan and they're going to mm-hmm. looking to try to get Baru and they're trying to get um, Townsend. Well, well, yeah, I think Barrow, yeah, it looks as like if it's coming from his... Uh, well, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure how... Uh, there is a, obviously, they've watched him. He's, he's the winner from Swansea. Very, mm. He's rapid. Um, I would think if if if, if, if Atu didn't come back, then someone like Barrow would come in. But I think if Atu comes back, then I can't see a room for Barrow particularly. He's very similar to that. Um, a bit more of an end product, maybe. maybe a bit more of a... Out wide, but yeah, um, again, wouldn't particularly improve your squad massively, I don't think. Might, especially if Townsend comes in, I don't see where Barrow would fit. To Andy Coward buying a house in Newcastle, not a surprise. Being, I've, I've heard that from the Chronic. You can, I've been well, linked on yeah, the Chronic. He's always going to have contacts there. And um, yeah, Carroll, um, he was brilliant on Saturday against us, he really was. He was mm-hmm. un, well, he wasn't playable, we just didn't defend very well, but um, he, was very, he was very, very good. And I'm a huge fan of Carroll, always have been. Um, I think if if Middlesbrough stayed, if we stay up, I'd love to sign Andy Carroll for ourselves. I think it'd be great whoever gets him. Um, obviously Newcastle, he'd be very good at. But yeah, I'd love Middlesbrough signing if we stayed up. To be honest. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Graham. I know it's been a long show for you. Thanks so much for coming on. We'll we'll catch you some That's other time. Good. Okay. I'll, I'll talk to you after this anyway. Okay. No problems. Take care, guys. Thanks, Graham. Take care. I hope we don't see you passing, but I think we will. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, cheers, Graham. Thanks very much. Cheers. Um, so, so Keith, uh, you know the the interesting thing I found about Sunderland was when they played. Um, I did. You do watch Moyes, and I, I, Neil, what do you what do you think? I, when it comes the motivation fact, he doesn't like you watch him. He he definitely had more zip when he was at Everton. He was he was on the players. He seemed more into it, and you watch at Sunderland. He is take. He comes across that he's taken on the role that oh well you know you you all know what this is like, and he that just comes across that he's kind of well he, he I'm not he's kind of throwing it in. You, you know what uh, Andrew? It, it, some of the comments he made through the week, I was quite stunned at for a Premier League manager and the position they're in, talking mm. about his options being limited with the capital L mm. and all of that. Um, very demotivating just about dismissed any players that come in in a transfer window. It's rubbish. Um, it, 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 it's quite quite puzzling. And I know I saw some little clips on Twitter of uh, some rather irate Sunderland fans now turning turning on Moyes. And I don't know what the well, feeling is within the fan base now. It, it still going. happens, you know, though, Neil. I, I've said this every, every week I've been on here. The fans during the match... Chance that you know David Moyes red and white army gets them chance. He, mm-hmm. He's not during the next minute. Nobody else back. I, I've said this is a troop enough at half time. It's slightly changed. I haven't been the the two away where apparently we were just absolutely dreadful. Obviously at the weekend and uh, two weeks earlier we were apparently shocking. We were dreadful for the the period of time that we got slaughtered off Stoke in the first half. Only revived. Well, still in the first half under four, but so you'll get a few 
booze towards the end of the guys trooping up, but it's more like moans and groans around the stadium. Right. You know, I know, but the people getting hung over the, the rail seeing Molly's out painted on the bedroom sheets. There's no protests outside the ground. So there isn't a, a huge swell of annoyance from them. We'll take up the fanzines and, you know, shall we keep Molly's and that? Say, yeah, stick with them. So he hasn't got a mountain to claim with the fans. Yeah, he's got something to deal with because he's, he's not performing. His team mm-hmm. is not performing. So he can't walk around totally unaffected by it. But he's not getting grief on, on during the 90 minutes. Some, you know... It's not Donald Trump, so I, I don't see David Moyes on Twitter every 20 minutes. So really, mm-hmm. you could say whatever you want and take them protests last week at, at the monument about mm-hmm. Donald Trump. He's unaffected by it, as is Moyes by tweets and stuff you read on social media. You can get mm-hmm. the angriest fan. Moyes will not read the comments on, on Twitter. So he's just got to get on with his job. He's a very well-paid job. The point I make as well, when, when he has got a depleted mm-hmm. squad, yeah, he has through injuries and a couple of suspensions and African Nations took a couple of lads away. Yes, he's got out there of professionals on mega money, 20s, 30s, 40s, variations of players. And okay, if somebody's not in that preferred role, that's... You're breaking up a little bit. Uh, Aye. Yeah, you know, you know, the aerial out a bit. <laughs> yeah, what, it's, what do you think, Neil? Because you. I want just one second, Oh, carry on. Yeah, better, yeah. If he's, got, if he's got five or six players who mm. are in the right position, you should still be getting a, a couple of seven or eights from the from the press at the weekend mm. for their performances. You know, mm. If a right back's playing right back, it can have no effect on what's happening up centre forward and left wing. You can just do a roll. But the whole lot of them are capitulating into poor performances. He hasn't got to a single man somewhere putting in a good shift saying, hey, uh, yeah, we've got to be 3-0, 4-1, whatever. And, but, but, hey, these three players had a blinder, you know. The cut, you couldn't ask much more. The whole lot of them are sinking with his attitude. Mm. Neil? Well, it, it's an interesting to hear from somebody who sees it week in, week out, that they just seems to be this sort of real constant dourness almost to the point where he's a, almost a caricature of himself at the minute and, and that's got to affect the players it must affect the dressing room it has to um, and, and, and I find it uh, curious that he, 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 he just seems res- almost like he's resigned everybody to their fates before it's begun. I know we talked about this week in, week out. I, I don't get it. I don't see where's the where's the the fire and the passion mm-hmm. that he had at, at, at Everton. Where, where's it all seemed to have evaporated, excuse mm-hmm. me. Um, and and, and it, it cannot be helpful for the dressing room in the situation that that club's in. I mean, absolutely rock bottom now. And, um, you know team suddenly coming to life ahead of them it, it, it really doesn't look good mm. it doesn't so what I'm going to do then I'm going to love you and leave you because every week it's depressing to talk about Moyes <laughs> and his situation quickly well, before I bring in Susan um, uh, diabolical wasn't it the, it's a quick one because I've got to bring her in but um, the, the, the what happened to Ryan Mason and the fact oh. that um, he was uh, Gary Hale was 
Gale in the dressing room was also uh, not very well. Disgraceful yeah. that he was allowed to keep on playing both of them. Like a medical timeout, like they say. Well, it's been mentioned that I, I favoured a couple of comments. I've seen this before. You should get an automatic free sub in situations like that. And I think, albeit it's horrendous, uh, the challenge, luckily, he seems to have come round dramatically the day, but much improved. So uh, if that is the case, great. But, you know, sometimes you've got to learn from situations. Luckily, we haven't had any major incidents like that. So it gets mentioned and it goes away. They may well look at it again this time and say, yeah, OK, Cahill. You know, because if the kid was really injured, Cahill's mind would have been all over this mm-hmm. guy's own injury. His mind could have been off, off the game anyway. And he could have just thought, right, I'm shattered. Mm-hmm. Get me off. Uh, mm-hmm. Automatic free sub should be in where there's been a severe head injury, where it's been deemed as such live at the match by the physio, by the, the medical team, that he kind of continue... Mm-hmm. Cahill exactly the same should have had the same treatment. It shouldn't have affected the outcome of the match because there was no deliberate intent mm. generally. I mean, you could argue some tackles are worse than others, but yeah, on that, it was horrendous. But luckily, it seems like he's come through it or he's coming through it reasonably well. So uh, that'll be one to be looked at by the, the Premier mm-hmm. League and all the authorities, I guess. Exactly. Thanks, Keith. Thanks for coming on, mate, and giving yes, your take no on Sunland. And let's see how, if I can even bring a player in that I know. So let's uh, see. An- Andrew, Andrew, just one second, mate. Yeah. Just a, a quickie for you. I think Andrew, when he introduced me, was very much like Rod Stewart's um, <laughs> cup draw yesterday. He was all over the shop. What have you been drinking, Andrew? I, you see, because you missed the start of the show, I was all over the place, and my key broke in the lock. Uh, I got a, the, the neighbour from downstairs to pr- 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 get the pliers out, and it worked. And I was all in the kerfuffle, and I forgot your name when I was talking. Is that are you happy now? Are you happy? Oh, I, I'm delighted, right? Good. Andrew, <laughs> love, love you, Lee. Thanks, Keith. Bye bye. Well, always you great to have Keith on, even when you forget his name. <laughs> you, were a, you were in a kerfuffle. A kerfuffle, yes. I was in a, I was in a, I was in a kerfuffle. Well, now bringing back to the show, uh, she hasn't been on for a few weeks. I'm sure Neil has steeled himself for the one and only <laughs> Susan Snowden. Good evening. Hello, hello, Chucky Egg. <laughs> you all right? Hi, not too bad. Um, I had a bit of an issue on on Saturday at the match, so I'll get to that in a minute. I had an issue. An issue? What a big one. A big one, it, 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 a big with issue. me, it, it's all with me. It's always a big issue. But like, uh, yes. So tell me, Newcastle are seem to be going crazy in the transfer market. We're being linked with everybody. But what was your, what's your feelings? That was my first trip to Newcastle this season. To what? And obviously, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to the atmosphere. What was your take on the game itself? What did you think? And we'll get to the transfer rumours in a minute. Well, you know me, I love every game. Love the goal. <laughs> love the go- I was a bit scared when Darlow done that. Oh, should yeah. I go out and get the ball? And he was like a flying fish coming backwards, wasn't he? But I thoroughly loved it. I mean, it's fantastic, isn't it? It is Absol- good. Like, uh-huh. Great to have Shelby back. It's, yeah, it was, I think that was a... Di- well, he was man-marked, wasn't he? But that, but that cross for the first goal in the finish... By Murphy was brilliant. I, I must admit, it was nice to see that because my first time at watching Murphy. Um, obviously, you're a fan of Mitrovic, but um, what's, what's, what do you think about Murphy? Because he's, he's coming, he's scoring goals. 
and he just looks like a player that um, Rafa seems to trust more. Obviously, Mitch was injured, but it's an inter- it's an interesting sign, and that's bearing fruit, isn't it, Susan? Well, I have, but you know how you keep going on about Mitrovic. Mm-hmm. You know how we lost all the players, yeah. and then the other night we had the three new young lads in. You know, on doing mm-hmm. their debut, yeah. Yeah. and I never sweated one bit. I'm just thinking this team is so adaptable at the minute. Obviously, they're just connecting really well that we could stick three young players in and even they adapted well. So, who's Mitrovic? <laughs> really? Do you know what I mean? Um, you know what? I, I liked him at first mm. and then I got sick of him when he didn't get the ball too busy spitting his dummy and arms mm. in the air and everything. Mm. Um, so... I just think no matter who we've got in at the minute or who gets injured, hopefully there's no more, that we're just still showing that we can win. Do you know what I mean? And play good football. I didn't really, I mean, obviously we all realise how important Shelby's crosses are. It's like a bloody magnet coming from his foot to somebody else's, isn't it? Just flies across the pitch and lands exactly where it's supposed to be. Um but loving it, absolutely loving it. And rumours, way it's the same every year, isn't it? You never know who's... Co- I'm sure Andy Carroll will be linked again. Um, I think it's obvious that he makes so much money buy a house in, in Newcastle. Well, yeah, because, you know, when when, he, when the end of the season comes, he'll want to... Plus, he comes back to Newcastle a lot, doesn't he? He comes back, sorry, Gator, because he's from where I live. But um, it would... For me... Funny I, bugger, I, I think with the river. <laughs> Hey, we're funny and sweet. Funny bugger. <laughs> it was. It was. The thing is, that with the rumours, the thing is, a lot of players being linked, but I've never heard of. Like I've, ne- I've never heard of Horry Han. He's obviously a, looks like a free. Um, carry on. Little, little thing, just an update from Twitter. George Culkins just tweeted in the last minute that Townsend back in Newcastle's looking ex- extremely unlikely at the moment, and he's not sure what the issue is. Oh. So that would suggest to me Palace are probably holding out for a permanent deal, not a loan. Maybe he hasn't dyed his hair white. <laughs> that may be part of it. Seem, could be. That's the yeah. way forward, isn't it? Dye your hair white and fly <laughs> like a fish down the, down the side. <laughs> it's that, that, that's the thing that surprised me about that one, the Townsend thing, is that mm. he obviously, obviously wants to come back and he's had a fall out with Big Sam anyway. Um, I always thought they'd want the money. I would have been shocked if they, if they, he's, I believe he's, they they have to pay Newcastle a fee of, uh, as part of his fee leaving of three million. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, they're going to get that three million, but the whole point of the the window is to generate cash, isn't it? So mm-hmm. I never understood why Newcastle from day one have said a loan deal. But, you know, that's, that's the beauty of it, isn't it, Susan? Because mm-hmm. the fact that the window is so long, things can change quite quickly. Oh, things change. I mean, I, I was mortified. I don't know what programme it was I was watching over the weekend. But they were on about um, the owners wanting to buy players for, for resell value again. Oh, and I got that shiver down my back. Yeah, I thought, oh, yeah. I thought I thought those days had gone. Do you know what I mean? Building mm-hmm. were up and selling were off. I thought... Oh, a manager ain't going to like that. Do you know what I mean? Especially mm-hmm. when he's, he's turned around so far, you know? And yeah, I mentioned, I mentioned this. Yeah, we mentioned that last week, didn't we, Neil? Like, the thing is, see, that's the thing is, Neil, I, I agree with, um, with uh, Susan, the fact that as soon as that rumour goes around with Mike Ashley, 
you do, you do fear for it, but I think because of we've won a couple of games, it's died down again, hasn't it? And, yeah. I, and Graham Bailey said as well, didn't he? He agreed with the Mike Ashley policy. And this is the thing, isn't it, Susan? Mike Ashley doesn't know anything. Well, <laughs> if he's there, I'm going, I'm going in his box on Wednesday. So if he's there, I'll ask him, what's yeah, going on, mate? You go in his box? Are you... Well, it's, I know, pre-birth, I'd... it's me pre-birthday treat. I've been invited. <laughs> to the box? Are we playing? We are. Next Wednesday, we are. We've got uh, well, QPR at home. This week? No, next oh, Wednesday. The ne- oh, sorry, nine days from now, right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, okay. This Wednesday yeah. will be Wednesday. Next Wednesday's next Wednesday. <laughs> mm. so well, you're going to be... Then. Oh, yeah, so I, I, I can't imagine he'll be there. Who? Go ahead, Neil. I'm just saying, Susan, he's just confused. He's had an irritating evening by breaking his key in the door. He so I've heard, heard, I've heard, heard, I mean. Should have heard him in the back. Sounds like a woman. When I logged on, it, it was like, <laughs> I've never heard no like it. Tell him, and he's soft. <laughs> soft, he's out of the water. He's only been the one Newcastle United gave, and he's hosting a show. I mean, uh, how is it? The only reason I got in, because an American guy who lives who I've never met before, two doors down, is my neighbour. He got some pliers. But he got two pliers, and I'm thinking, well, how the hell are you going to put one? I can imagine getting one plier in, but I couldn't imagine getting two. But somehow, so the, the wonder of this show, he he got me in. So I'm happy so with you, that. But of so course, you let, you let a complete stranger into your house with two pairs of pliers. One that you foot never in. Spoke to before. Yes, yeah, so he didn't get in. By the way, he just took the he took half the key out. Right. Just, okay. It's all right, Susan. He's just sent his bank account details to a guy. I don't have a job. So he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's fine. Right. I've done that before as well. <laughs> Didn't go down very I well. I about you, kidder. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're, anyway. so you're quite happy with it? You're quite happy with the squad and the, the, the fact that they've got... Plus, we haven't talked about this yet, but I, I did like Sammy when he came on. What did you think, I did Susan? like Sammy. I loved Sammy. I liked him while he was here. He was fast. He was... Mm-hmm. Athletic. Tell you who I didn't like the other night, Tioti. Oh, uh, Totty is the call him on the telly. <laughs> um, honestly, stuck in the middle. And then what did he do? Gary's yellow card again. I thought he was very fat and stagnant. And I thought, uh, I'm not happy to see him back. But all the other changes, absolutely loving it. Do you know what I mean? Because mm, I think we were so a bit let, worried, weren't we? The too mm-hmm. many the young lads coming on, but... You know, that you know, I kept on hearing the word Newcastle seem more effervescent. They seem more um, going for it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. That that's Daniel that's Lazar, what was he called? Dalian Bolasia. Lazar, right? Uh, uh-huh. He was really good. I liked him. The the one at the the defender. He was a bit, you know, nervous at first, but mm. he really picked it up and had the strength. But it's just no bats and forwards. Man will pass them, Magams, and then that will be it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no playing at the end of the year. <laughs> it's, it's not, I think Sunderland is just a bad, bad situation. He's, selling, he's trying to sell the club. He's, you've got players coming in, like some players coming in, like Robbie Keane's being linked and Julian Lescott. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going down the way of, you know, they're, they're going to get all these older players to come in and they're going to have to, they're going to, have to obviously, tr- get up to match fitness. It's, you know, for all it the stuff that Newcastle... That club. It's like, it's a strange situation. Well, I don't think anybody can understand. <laughs> Isn't it funny though? We, could, we, could have, we nearly had Moyes, didn't we? We probably mm. came very close to getting Moyes. And now, he's obviously back in the North East with Sunderland. And it just shows, isn't it, when you lose your... 
you mm. know, I think you know, I would I probably, probably just lost a bit of confidence. Which is fantastic. I, I, fantastic. <laughs> he should have never left Everton, shouldn't he not? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Went to France, went to France lost his key in a lock, American American, look what happened to him. Be warned. Be warned. <laughs> Don't let strangers in your house. <laughs> and I think we should get them all games. Remember that Neil was back when he came back. Was, when you came back, Neil, did, like um, Susan loves it anyway. But did, did you find the atmosphere was a bit a bit down? Um, Who me? No, oh, no. Yeah. When when you oh. come back, you're saying you you like the atmosphere. But um, I wasn't. What did, what did what did you think, Neil, when you come back compared to what uh, Susan said? I, I think the thing I, I struggled with on the two games I got to the Boxing Day game. I know Sheffield Wednesday came and they shut up shop and they did mm-hmm. a job, etc., etc. Um, but second half, the crowd seemed like they almost accepted that this is going to be one of those games. Mm-hmm. And it was like, mm-hmm. you know, there's people around us on their phones, there's people on their iPads. Mm, that's a problem, and, isn't it, yeah. And, and it's like, um, you know, let's have a little bit of interaction with, it's a difficult one. You've always got this balance. Does, do the crowd get behind the team or do the team need to give the crowd something to get behind? Mm. And, it's, and it's always that little bit of both, I think. But yeah. I, I, I genuinely don't think under Rafa you can say that the team isn't giving it everything. I don't, mm. I, I, and so I think that's got to be, for me, that's got to be your assumption and your starting point. And therefore, give them a bloody goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've talked about crowds already and about what's going on at Middlesbrough, and that's that's baffling to have a manager coming out making statements like Karanka. Can you believe that, Susan? What he said what about Karanka? Well, Karanka went attack the fans for being for them shouting attack, attack, attack. Uh-huh. When they were obviously, I think they were one nil down, then one one, and two one, and three one. And yeah. the, the, like we've only ever heard. Uh, Alan Pardew have a go- Alan Pardew had a go at Newcastle vans, and mm-hmm. the fact that this guy is not in any danger at the moment of going down, they're, they're near there, but um, it just shows you that the two the two clubs that you think were, you know, the, I wouldn't say they're big big ticket well clubs, but you I think a manager there seem to be under, when it comes to managers, we've got probably the best one there is in in the whole of whole of the planet. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to Rafa, and you see these two guys with a team that two teams that basically should look to stay up, it just shows the Rafa effect uh, com- compared to what uh, the the other Northeast clubs are going through at the minute. Yeah, well, look, when I was there, when I went travelled right round Europe, I got wrong. There was only twenty eight of them in Benfica, and um, at the pre-friendlies, mm-hmm. shouting at Sammy, shouting at Chola, and uh, Pardew come up and told us. Don't shout him because you'll you'll ruin his confidence. I said, "Well, how does he feel when 52 fans are screaming at him at St James's?" He says, "No, no, you can't be shouting him." I says, "Get out of it, you bloody soft! If you can't just, do you know what I mean? What's wrong mm-hmm. with saying, start moving? Yeah, well, I was shouting, go on, move it. You need a firework up yours to get you moving. Mm-hmm. That's all I shouted. Do you know what I mean? But to come up and say." Don't do that. And then I'll just say one other thing about atmosphere. Mm-hmm. We've got the away fans above us, and the stewards are constantly watching them because you know mm-hmm. they're shouting down and throwing mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And I watch a lot of lads who I've watched over the last 40 years 
just having a bit of banter, mm. shouting, cheering. As soon as you raise your voice, the stewards are over. Calm down, calm down as you're out. It doesn't mean that they're being aggressive. Mm. So I think in our end, um, I think the stewards are dampening a lot of the atmosphere as well. Mm. There's a lot of, um, do you know what I mean, control yeah. over that. So in the end, you just sit and talk to your friend. But then again, the game's being good. Um, I mean, it's never been a really singing club, have yeah, we? Have we? I mean, there's only the strawberry corner. Mm. Um, but uh, maybe it'll change when they move the fans down below and put them behind the goal. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Maybe I've things got, will change. Yeah, I've got Lee Johnson on the line. What, what do you think about that, what Susan says? She makes a good point, Lee, about the atmosphere. You take your young son there. Uh, has there been any instances where people get a bit, you know, just talking, shouting, whatever it is, and um, the stewards coming over and saying something? Because I, I, I would suggest in the Gallagate, there's certain, certain no-go areas that dare do it. Uh, not where I am, to be honest. Uh, I haven't really seen the stewards causing any bother in my bit. I mean, I'm in the Gallagher corner where it's the unofficial singing section. But no, mm. to be honest with you, not really. Not this season. Not what I've seen, to be honest. Because uh, there, was, there was more there was more kind of steward involvement when there was more on the Ashley chance, to be honest. Mm. But this season's, yeah. been pretty, this season's been pretty low-key on that because uh, of the manager, basically. <laughs> Yeah, a lack it, of manager. Yeah, I think the a interesting the, the the interesting thing was that Susan and Lee was the fact that the new obviously the information came out from Mike Ashley um, that this is this this and this. But it's funny, isn't it? We he kept he keeps it calm. We keep winning. The the story goes nowhere. That week later, there's nothing, is there, Susan? Mm. And Lee? No, no. He just needs he just needs to stay away. <laughs> 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 Let well, he better stay away on my birthday and not ruin it. <laughs> just, need to, just, need to, just need to let the manager get on with it and sign the checks when he's asked. That's mm. it, isn't it? Uh-huh. I see long, whatever's working, whatever's happening is working at the club. It's happening on the pitch. It's happening. The fans seem content. You know what I mean? Every, but it's like every blooming season, you just mm. think, right, what's he going to do now? Change the name, build another stand, put mm. some more signs up, get rid oh, of a manager... Too. There's always a concern, I think, sometimes you're just waiting, aren't you? Just mm. waiting to see, like, transfer deadline should be an exciting time. But I think because of what he's done in the past, it becomes it, right, what's he going to come out with and do to win now? Do you know what I mean? Mm. But, like um, it would be impossible for his point of view not to realise that he's onto a good thing. I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. You, can't see, you can't see he's onto a good thing with a manager in terms of, uh, how 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 harmonious the club is, how united the uh-huh. city is. You know, uh-huh. you can, to be honest with you, you can do fifty-two thousand turned up against Rotherham. Man, this uh-huh. club can be anything it wants to be. He wants he to needs... back it. He wants to sort it. And Newcastle can be anything they want to be. Anything they want to be. He needs to get themselves back in blue bamboo buying wall drinks on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Let me say it down a bit. <laughs> no, no bars and making just go in London and sign checks. Be right out the way. No, that, right, I'm going to go. All right, love. I'm going to go uh, because Thanks, I'm, um, I'm I'm going to cook me tea, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Susan. Till next okay, time. Okay, have Thanks, a nice night. See you later. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. So you you were happy with the? Like I was at the match on Saturday, so um, it was uh, it was interesting. Like um, uh, like for me to go there, obviously the great thing for me personally. Thanks Andrew, for, to Neil's Andrew, dad and uh, Andrew, to Steve Hastings. Yeah, Andrew, were you at the match on Saturday? 
Free yeah, free ticket, exactly. That's the reason I could go. Free ticket. Dad's ticket. ticket. Free ticket, Malcolm. <laughs> well, what, what did you think of the performance? I must have, because the first 30 minutes there, I thought it was... <laughs> I could have watched credit, something else, to be honest credit, with you. No, no, Andrew, credit to the opposition. Yeah. Credit the opposition. Credit the, credit how how hard um credit how hard um what's um Rotherham work Rotherham 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 put in a lot of work first half, a lot of work. There was a lot of obviously attention shifting. There yeah. was a lot of attention to detail around Shelby, uh, to the point where you might have picked it up like I did. I mean, my mate picked it up early doors and said that number four is Man Martin. He wasn't just Man Martin, he was actually literally following him everywhere. He went to the point where he, the number four Shelby was work was walking five yards to his left-hand side to actually allow Lascelles and um, Kieran Clark to, one, to wander out the back four without being challenged because this number four would just follow Shelby. And the graph, the work they put in first half, but the one thing that we weren't counting on was the fact that he couldn't mark John Joe Shelby on that free kick. And uh, the pass to Yedlin's unreal. Uh, Yedlin's first-time ball. And the minute Murphy scores, the game was over. The game was over. The game plan had all gone. They'd literally used up all their energy in the first half. And I was at Rotherham when we played them away this season and probably they were outstanding men as well. So I think it's, I think you should credit the opposition. But obviously when we got the second goal, it just basically killed them after that as a contest. And there could have been anything they wanted to be after that. Mm. It, was, it was funny, the, the goalkeeping thing, Neil, wasn't it? I said, I'll have to ask Lee as well. But I must admit, when he first, when he first did it, he gave up. Look, he gave up completely. Yeah, but the, rea- the, re- the reaction was brilliant, wasn't it? He stalls, and then that tackle from Yedlin is yeah, yeah. outstanding in the in the extreme. And then the 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 the, the, the dive and save as he's been tripped over by. You forget, um, you forget, nearly forgetting Kieran Clark there. Kieran Clark also uh, had a massive impact on that as well, trying to fly yeah. in to get it to get it to yeah, Appy Yedlin I mean, the tackle. You've, you've not seen a Newcastle team put their bodies on the line like that for a long time. Mate. For the cause. They wanted it, absolutely wanted it, and it, and it shows you you put put a bit the put the right effort in, you get what you deserve. But I mean, the reaction out, out with our lot in the bar out here was just was phenomenal. We couldn't believe it, and then to rub salt into the wounds a couple of minutes later, um, just kills the game, doesn't it? You know, it it, it could have been very very different. I think that. Uh, Rotherham number four was still in the shower with Shelby after the game. You're right. Uh, Shelby, Lee, uh, Shelby, you, ran, Shelby ran past him and gave him a fist pump when Shelby ran past uh, him and gave him a fist pump when we scored. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. Brilliant. He looked at him straight away and he pumped his fist. I was like, I was just like, what do we say? I mean, they, they did a number on him. They closed his face down. Hey, they, they absolutely worked their, their socks off. They came with a mm-hmm. with a plan and, and and almost applied it very very well, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, again, that's where we need a bit of credit for persevering and taking the chance that game. That 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 first goal is absolutely superb goal, and then number two just kills it off, and that's it. Game over. We can now just cruise a little bit, and that, that's the luxury. I think we're winding ourselves up into a really good position to set up for a really good run. Uh, it will be really nice now to just get the icing on the cake and get a couple of bodies in through this window mm. just to complete that squad and take 
and just round the round the final corners off. I actually think we'll get nobody in. It's not going to change much from a squad no. point of view in terms of in terms of where we are in relative position to the rest of the league. And I do believe, you know, based on what other people have said tonight, we're probably going to make loan signings because I think Rafa is very well aware. Once you go step up a notch and go up to the Premier League, if if that happens, there's there's a hell of a lot of work to do again. We don't want to be lumbered with players we cannot use. We've had that before. What do you think about Townsend? Because that's interesting. Obviously, Neil's mentioned it about um, George Culkin saying looks unlikely at the moment. I I think it's good gamemanship by Newcastle to to inquire about uh, Swansea's player. Uh, just like as as, as uh, Graham said, mm. he, see, he seems like a rapid player. If we can get from box, you know, to the box quickly, um, I think I still think uh, Townsend, especially if Crystal Palace have got to pay Newcastle three million anyway, and they just obviously, obviously it sounds like they want to get more money out of Newcastle. Well, fair enough because they want to buy they want to buy players, but you uh, would I never I never for one minute thought the loan deal was going to happen. What do you think, Lee? I, I mean, obviously, it, I think it's clear now that it, I think it's clear now there's some interest there because I wasn't too sure to start with. Well, I mm. thought it was a bit paper talkish, um, but I think it's clear there's some interest there. Um, it looks like there's some willing on the players' part. Um, mm. I, again, I, I thought I thought it was a little bit short-sighted on his part when he left. But um, if if that deal can be done, I think it would be a massive statement of intent. To be honest with you, I think if we got if we managed to get it through, um, mm. even being in the championship, because towards the end of last season, productivity-wise, I would say he's probably one of the best in the Premier League. What for whatever reason, in, he's went to Crystal Palace and it hasn't worked out. So, if there's a genuine interest there, if we're playing a little bit poker on it, mm. ultimately he's not going to play much football on nowadays. So I think if you, if this deal is going to happen, you might see that happen in the last five days of the window. Mm, yeah, so it's good. Definitely, this is the thing is I don't like the waiting around. They're going to get they're going to get some players in. The hurry hand one, obviously, I know you've got to go quite soon. You put your bed to bed. So, um, hurry, hurry, is that a surprise for you that one from uh, Aston Villa? Well, no, he's, he's, oh. he's at mate. Is he not at Barnsley and is he not off to Aston Villa? I'm it looks like it's, I I thought uh, that, but then it looks like it's been offered to Newcastle because well, it said. I saw like somebody's put down link NUFC to Aston Villa. There's obviously we're obviously in the mix somehow. The trouble mm. is with any transfer at certain level, we constantly get used by agents as a bargaining tool. Oh, Newcastle interested, mm. and, it's, and it's such an easy one to chuck out. Have, you, have you heard about him? Because I know you've got a goal immediately, but uh, have you heard? Have you ever heard the name of that? Or, uh, any idea who he is? I've, no, I've play. never heard of him. To be honest with you, I yeah. would, uh, I'd probably have to go and uh, pipe up on the old YouTube. That's the thing. Plus, the Barrow guy. You've heard, have you heard about the Barrow guy? Who? The Barrow from uh, Swansea. Oh, I thought you said the Barrow guy. <laughs> the Barrow. From Barrow from uh, Swansea. Barrow? Yeah. No, I've never, I've never heard of him either. I've never heard of him at all. Um, I mean. Uh, I've, I've, even, you know what it is, Andrew? I haven't really watched a lot of Premier League football this year. I've kind of pretty mm, much like true. ignored yeah, it. I'm yeah. not really. I'm, I'm not. I'm more interested in just having me Sky at one if they have past five months and all the championship goals. <laughs> Obviously, I take a keen, keen interest in something for comedy value. But <laughs> that's it. 
as ever. Well, thanks for coming on, Lee. We'll catch you next week, okay? I know no you're going to put the bed of it. Thanks so much. Cheers, mate. Thanks for Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Well, we've got the second half of the duo of Neil Mitchell and Steve Hasty. Good evening, Steve. How are you? Evening, guys. I'm very well, thank you. Yourselves? I not too bad. Thanks for the ticket for Saturday. Brought back a lot of memories for me, Dad. I do appreciate it. Oh, good. You enjoy the game? I did. Well, the first first half an hour, you know, was nondescript. But uh, once you got the goal and we started, it's it's interesting with Newcastle. You feel like sometimes you you want to see a, a tackle go in of some force for them to actually get going. It it, it come across to me that they're quite happy to go along and play and. But the the energy is a bit it's it's not there at first. But then uh, it's funny they 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 get the first goal and um, uh, it, at least the more determination comes on. And we you know we play I thought we played really well and Sammy coming on topped it off for me. Yeah, Sammy's an interesting one. I I asked somebody at the match on Saturday. Can you think? And I'll, I'll ask Neil this question as well. Can yeah, you think so of another two, okay. yeah, another two players, Neil, uh, in the history of Newcastle? that are more famous for their first names than they are for their surnames. We've got Shola and Sammy, but we never called them Alan and Rob when we're talking about Rob Lee and Alan Shearer. We were never talking about Lauren when it was Lauren Robert or Kieran when it was Kieran Dyer. Yet we've got Sammy and Shola. <laughs> and no, nobody ever refers to them as, as Amiobi, do they? It's a strange one. The- you, you've got me thinking now. The, the only other one that jumps to my mind is Win Davis. Yeah. Everybody refers to Mighty Win, but, um, but or Pop, I suppose, if, when it was Pop Robson. But that's, Pop we'll Robson, go back yeah. to '69 here, aren't we? It's just it's a strange one, and then I, I mean I, we were lucky because we were in the uh, Monker Suite on Saturday, and uh, Shola was in there, and he gave a he gave a nice little warm ups talk before the game, before uh, Dwight York came in, uh, Dwight York, Dwight Gale came in, and then afterwards he, he, he... Please tell us he talked about hats. <laughs> exactly, and he didn't actually, he didn't mention any hats, he wasn't wearing one either, um, but he, he gave a nice little sort of resume of, of, of what it was like to have Sammy back and how Sammy had been, has been clamouring to get back into to Newcastle and how the, he's delighted for, for him, he's delighted for the family, he's delighted for, for Sammy and... Uh, you could tell that the amount of pride there is on that lad, knowing mm. that his brother was out there playing a game. I'll tell you what, Shola looks leaner now than he, than he did at the end of his career when you cast, where I thought he turned into some sort of muscle-bound, sort of incredible Hulk-type-sized character. He, he, mm. he's, back to the, he's back to the Shola that, you, that I remember um, in the early days where he was thin and lean and stick finish, you know? Um, mm. And... Uh, and I tell you, what, he looks like he could do a job, mate. I, I, I'll argue whether he could do, ever have done a job, but that's, a, that's probably a, a conversation for another night over a few beers. That one. <laughs> well, it de- depends if there's a bike and an apple. We'll see if he's still riding his bike while eating his apple, which is one of the most magnificent things I've ever seen. I must say. Um, but I, the whole Amiobi thing, obviously, I, I, like you living nearby you get to know the family and you, you, you've got a lot of time for the entire family now bloody family um, and, and that black and white through and through it, it obviously there's not just sure and Sammy being at the club um, 
That's right. Tommy where, was there as where, well. Yeah. Where, do, where does Sammy go from here? Yeah. Because he's, he, he, he's he, even he doesn't know what his legs are doing. No. And, and it's 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 baffling to see him go away, come back. It's it's great for the lad to see him get involved. Um, but I I cannot see it being a long term thing because he's one of these ones that we've lost to the. The, the potential word, you know, that's, that's right. He's 24 about, now, of course. Still going to well, be talking Neil, about know? his potential in another three years, and yeah. that's that's not right, you know. Um, uh, frustrating, and I guess it shows why we're being linked with wingers, left, right, and centre, because there's yeah. obviously a need within that squad to add another something different out wide, and that something different isn't the randomness that is Sammy's leg. Yeah. It's interesting as well that uh, on Saturday that uh, Jamie mm-hmm. Sterry came on uh, mm-hmm. just after Sammy. Uh, again, another youngster who we've had. Uh, he's got plenty of potential. I like the look of him when he was uh, when he was at the start of the season in the back end of last season when we, when I've been to see him at reserve games. Um, and I think that uh, there's there's a lot of potential there that that's not even untapped. I think there's I think there's a he he could be a, a vital little cog in that team um, going forward. But it's interesting that. Uh, Rafa, having called them both back from from on loan, um, immediately mm. threw them in at the first opportunity. Obviously, he couldn't do it on Wednesday night because uh, both were cup tied. Um, but he threw them in and, into the into the squad and, and then put them on the pitch um, in the second half. Granted, we were we were coasting by then, uh, and there was uh, there was no risk to the three points. But uh, I think he's given opportunities to young lads now. He gave three young lads an opportunity oh. in midweek in the cup. He's given Sammy and and Jamie there an opportunity on Saturday. Um, he's he's checking out his squad. Maybe he's sending a message as well uh, to uh, to to Mike Ashley. You know, um, well there's the youngsters I've got. You know, um, I'm I'm giving them an opportunity over the next couple of weeks before the transfer deadline window comes to a close. I'm having a look now and seeing whether the, whether there's any potential in them um, before I then uh, ask you to, to stick your, your your fingers in the in the pie in, in the pocket and, and bring out some cash. Maybe that's maybe that's the, the rationale be. behind Rafa's thinking, you know, um, because it he's may, shrewd, he's not daft, you know. May also though, Steve, you know, be part of the quote unquote the project. How yeah. long has our has our academy not produced players? And I saw. Saw people on t- on Twitter whinging on Wednesday about the team selection um, for the cup cup replay, um, and then I says, "Well, hang on. Uh, for years we've we've talked about the academy not producing. Near years, he's got three youngsters sticking them into a cup <coughs> team. How many years did Man United do that with youngsters? Suddenly, there be two or three of them appear in a cup team from out of nowhere. Who are these?" And okay, that those youngsters aren't this aren't aren't gigs, Beckham and Butts. You know, let's be honest. Um, but at least the academy it, it it shows a willingness to try and bring players on instead of just letting them stagnate and then peter out and disappear. Yeah, there's a couple of those youngsters yeah. at Manchester You've United in the, in that era um, who are now being touted round. Uh, you looked at, for example, Keane at Burnley. Mm. Uh, been looking at Manchester City for 20 million quid, you know, and yet uh, 
dropped out of the, of the Manchester United uh, squad because uh, there just wasn't vacancies because the yeah. the mentality at Manchester and, and surprisingly at City, if you look at the bid, is of buying players, you know. Um, and yeah, you're right. I mean, the, our academy uh, has been uh, very, very short in terms of the quality coming through, but uh, now's the opportunity. We've just talked about Shola and Sammy, and then you, you've got Stephen Taylor, who's now training with Ipswich yep. after a failed attempt in the US. And it, it sounds... Today's were last few academy graduates. Ladies, yeah, and then yeah. Paul Dummett, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, of course. Interesting. Yep. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's looking like the update on uh, Townsend. It's highly unlikely. That he'll be coming to Newcastle. Oh, you're, look, reading, you're reading Lee Ryder, aren't you? You're following Lee Ryder. No, I'm, I'm following both of them, but I, Luke Edwards is obviously <laughs> Luke Edwards is just saying might be rekindled in the summer. But I yeah. think if there's firm interest, there's a long way to go. If they've got to give us three million pounds quite soon, they they all tell me that they're going to hand over three million. Yeah. Well, well you know, it, it doesn't no make any sense, does it? It doesn't make well, any sense. You go back to what's happening at Sunderland, and you look mm. at uh, they put a, you know, Palace have put a bid in for for Van Arnholt, uh, who's uh, uh, a full back stroke, left wing back, uh, probably knowing knowing uh, he'll buy him as that and play him down mm. as a left winger. So there's a position straight away that 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 would have been gone to Townsend that's that's now no longer available. Um, he's not going to get ahead of any of the others. The manager's already decided and, and already told him look for somewhere else. They're obviously willing, they're looking to recoup their, their money, but they've just lashed out £12 million, or it looks like they're lashing out £12 million for Van Allhood. Mm. Um, so, you know, it might appear dead at the moment. Who's to, who's to say that, that in a couple of days' time, as we get nearer and nearer that clock and that deadline, um, that uh, things suddenly don't uh, suddenly come, come back? Um, still, still a few days to go yet. I mean, what, what is it? When does it finish? Next Monday, is it? Um, I think is it next is it next Monday that the transfer deadline ends? Or Monday yeah, first of February. Yeah, thirty first of Jan, first of February, something like that. So there's still there's still time, um, and we all know that the clubs love to take it to the wire, don't they? You know. Um, plus, there's a, you also look at the fact that there's no league games this weekend. It's uh, it's the fourth round of the cup, um, so clubs aren't in a hurry to get someone in for Saturday either. Um, you know, so there's, there's there's all sorts of all sorts of games get played round about this time. Um, I mean, you, you mentioned there that we're supposed to supposed to be interested in a in a, a lad at, at Barnsley, I believe. Is it is it Hulahan at Barnsley? I heard I saw Hulahan, but then um, I thought it, it, it was from a Sky Sports News, but I didn't think it was Hulahan to Newcastle. I just thought it was no, no. It's Hulahan. Hula, Conor Hurahan is of, uh, of Barnsley. Apparently, he's going to Villa for That's the that's the deal. I think they're trying to do a double deal with uh, with James Bree, uh, another one of the Barnsley uh, players. So that, that that seems to be the, the deal there. Um, Hurahan, he, he seemed like a decent little player from what we've seen us this season, but uh, you know he's he's moving from Barnsley to uh, to, to Villa, um, and and you know well. Could be the death knell of them, couldn't it? And not with Villa, poor lad. Um, Bree, uh, the other lad at Villa. I mean, he's, he's apparently, and I'll be surprised if that one takes off and, and ends up with Villa. Bearing in mind that Manchester United, Man City, and Arsenal are supposed to be looking for looking at him as well. 
So if, do you think Steve Bruce is making a making a, a, a big dive in there, be, you know, trying to knock the big boys over and uh, pull a deal in the carpet for under them? I kind of see that happening. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> I, I think I think we mentioned there's there's an event taking place. I've got a. Uh, I'm not going to go yeah, to the next guest yeah. for time. The event taking place, which I actually uh, sit, uh, I take a bit of interest in because uh, obviously when I came back from America, I suffered from real bad depression. And uh, you, you're going to tell, tell us what it is, aren't you, um, uh, Steve? Yeah, well, we're putting together a, a, a little event on Thursday night at the Tyneside Irish Centre, um, working along with the, with the guys at the Tyneside Supporters Trust. Um, and we're showing... Uh, I, Daniel Blake, the film. It's free yeah. to get in. Um, mm-hmm. We're showing it in the concert room, and if if we end up filling the concert room and it overspills, we'll go up to room three as well. Um, we've been kind enough to have been donated uh, via the guys at the uh, West End Food Bank in Newcastle um, uh, uh, early DVD copies of the film um, that have been given by the director, uh, Ken Loach, which is which is great. And we're going to try and raise uh, a little bit of money um, for the, the Newcastle West End Food Bank, which is the Fifth biggest, uh, that, well, sorry, the biggest food bank that there is in the country. Um, it it provides food uh, parcels for up to five thousand people a week. Um, and people have this impression of people who, who use the food bank as being chances. Mm. And you no, know, we want to dispel that rumor straight away. I think uh, I think figures show that that only five percent of people who who have uh, used a food bank use it more than three times or go three times in consecutive. I have to use it as well. You know. It's uh, it's it's scary, you know. And uh, anything we can do as Newcastle fans uh, that that can sort of raise the profile of the food bank in the city um, and raise some funds at the same time. We've got a we've got a raffle. People can make the donation on the day because we're letting them in for free. But I'm sure people would be more than willing to uh, to hand over a few bob um, and drop it in. I did say to them at one point, to one, we'll get everyone to bring a tin of beans. And he said, I'd rather have the fifty pence that a tin of beans would cost. Because for 50 pence, he can get himself ten, uh, five tins of beans uh, at 10 pence each, she says, and so it can go an awful long way. Um, and uh, it, it's a fantastic... Uh, I wish it wasn't there. I wish the food bank wasn't there. I wish we didn't need food banks in, in uh, this country of ours. I think, you know, I wish the... It's going to get worse with Brexit. Well, you know, prices exactly. go up. We, just, we, just have to, we just have to hope it doesn't. But uh, while it's there and while there's a need and, and, and a demand, then, you know, I think we all... Uh, should be doing our best to try and make sure that uh, people who have to use the food bank uh, do so with it, dignity. It's, it's interesting, actually. I, when I was when I came back, obviously from the US, um, I was down me luck, and um, going to that food bank in Gateshead. I remember going to Gateshead because obviously the council you have to be put on a list to go yep. to the food bank, and I went I went down there and <laughs> you go you go in there in. I can't really. It's very hard to explain what it's like, but you get there and they, you know, they they get a. They ask on the table is a, a lots of items you can pick whatever it is, um, but I must admit everything ma- mainly on there is cans, mm-hmm. and it's so it's not good for you. A lot of the stuff they put up on oh, there, no. if they're going to do it, to me it it should be fresh food. You know, it's obviously it's difficult these days, but to make fresh food. To, to people because I must admit it just you go home you, you cook the food and you're a bit down anyway it's, it becomes a bit like comfort food and, and it, it obviously the stuff in the in the in the cans isn't that great you know? 
Well, the, the other thing you've got to also look at, Andrew, is that you know when you get into a situation where people are relying on 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 yeah. uh, donations as well, it's yeah. not just food. Um, you know, you, you, there are oh. things that we would class as normal, as essential items for living. That mm. uh, that when when people are, are, are hit a bit of a, a rocky patch, um, perhaps wouldn't be spending their money on uh, toiletries, deodorants, toothpaste, mm, those yeah. type of thing, you know. So mm. you know we're, we're going to be we're going to be making an announcement about how in in future um, weeks that uh, Newcastle fans can can support the food bank in a more practical way, and we'll make that announcement on on Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday night we're going to have um, a couple of uh, well, hopefully two or three uh, guests. Um, who have been heavily involved in the making of the film, um, stars of the film who are going to come along uh, and make their presence uh, available uh, and talk to us for a few minutes about uh, the roles that they played and then we'll put the film on. So it, it's, uh, it's an opportunity for anyone, A, who hasn't seen the film, who'd like to come along, B, would like to make a donation um, in lieu of watching the film, and C, um, volunteer, because um, that's what I'll be calling for as the, as the evening progresses, some volunteers who can help in the future um, with some of the plans that we have uh, taking us forward as the season progresses uh, as Newcastle fans supporting the food bank in a more practical way. Great stuff. Sounds, sounds really good. Sounds like a really great event. I'm just going to bring in um, my caller, uh, Chris Parry, calling from the United States. Good evening, Chris. How are you? Good evening, guys. How are you doing? Chris. It's I'm really doing just fine. I'm doing just fine. I, I think uh, what uh, Steve just brought up there, Chris, it's regarding when it comes to people obviously struggling um, in England. Obviously, we've got food banks here. Uh, does, is it similar to in in Texas where you are? Well, Did I mean, you know that you guys know that the the new president was uh, was voted in based on the fact that. And a lot of people in this country are struggling right now. And uh, even though you know one administration talks about how everything's great, you know the new administration talks about how everything's not that great. So mm-hmm. it just depends on what you believe. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I'm, I'm hoping that all of us, uh, you know, England, you know, the UK, and the United <coughs> States can kind of can kind of get in a more solid economic footing. And that's the last of the politics I'm going to talk on this show. <laughs> yeah, just, I must admit, though, it's been an interesting view, and I've got to say, normally I'm not, I'm not into it, but every time that guy goes on TV, I'm watching it, So especially with his... his uh, I've, ne- I've never heard that word before. Alternative... What's it called? You must know what it is. Alternative uh, media. But yeah, really, it's just word. a word for lies, you isn't it? Yeah, alternative alternative uh, facts. I think so. Yeah. Conway said. But anyway, hey, 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 hey. yeah, we're all right. Newcastle, we're Newcastle United. Uh, they they were solid. I think all of us can say that they. Yeah, I, I think the four nothing score line w- was good. But my goodness, if Carl Dar if Carl Darlow doesn't make what I think might be one of the saves of the year after almost giving it away, uh, I don't know what happens. What do you guys think if uh, if Newcastle goes down one nothing at home? Uh, you know, in a game that looked like they were dominating. Uh, Chris, that's, that's, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, we've we've seen it we've seen it in a few games recently where you know we've dominated, play away from home, and gone one nil down, and then not be able to get back. And we saw it we saw it happen twice or more this season at home. I'm thinking of Wolverhampton Wanderers early on the season where we just we just. We just didn't have a, have any idea of how to regroup. Um, 
it maybe it's a, a bit of a soft underbelly that we have. You know, once the once the first goal goes in at home, then you know we we is as as was said earlier, you know, we, we we suddenly start to dominate. We we play with a bit more passion. We play with a bit more um, speed. Um, mm. We play with a bit more sort of uh, stabbing rather than probing um, approach. Um, but hey, you know, I, I had a guy at work this morning who said to me that he he found the game boring and he mm. didn't enjoy the game. He thought that you know, he's disappointed with the performances. Um, one pointed out the most important thing for Newcastle at the moment is A, three points and B, the, the, the icing on the cake as we went back to the top of the league um, no, and, and, and I completely you know, agree with you you're saying yeah. exactly what I said like I've told Andrew on this, on this uh, station many a time I don't care how boring the match is as, as long as Newcastle walks off the pitch clapping hands after a victory and three mm-hmm. points I mean, let's let's be honest. The main thing is to get back up to the is to get back up to the Premiership. I mean, that's exactly. really the main thing. Whether it's first or second, look, I'd like to be the champions, but does it really matter? No, not really. I mean, yep. it, you know, if 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 Bristol if they you know, if they pip us at the at the end and uh, and Chris Uton gets a you know gets another title, good for him. We're both going up to the Premiership. Doesn't matter to me. And, 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 that, and that echoes the words of Chris Hooten when we met him after the Brighton game earlier in the season when we beat them 3-2. And he, I think no, it was 3-2 yeah, and 3-1. And, he, and his exact words were, you know what, I'd be happy to go up second. He then caveat that with, as long as it's behind Newcastle United. So <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was happy with that. <laughs> I think that's it. The, I must have watching that. It's interesting that player... That seems to be pulling the strings. Um, uh, knockabout. Knock we off, were, oh, yeah. Knock, yeah, we were linked with him for a while, weren't we? And like that, that to me, he's more of a zippy player. And that's, you, know, you, you, but again, as people have said, week in week out, you can. That, well, how would they handle losing players via suspension or via uh, an injury? They haven't been tested yet, have they? Newcastle have been. And the window's close to being closed, so um, you know. Obviously, Townsend deal looks dead. So I still, I still think with the with the things that um, obviously happening with behind the scenes with regarding bringing players in and selling them off. What do you, what do you think, Chris? That there's still there's, to me, there's definite room for more players to be brought in, isn't there? I think he, I think he has yeah, to. Yeah, well, there always is. But, I mean, I think the Townsend deal, it may be dead for January, but I think Townsend will be wearing a, a Newcastle a Newcastle shirt uh, this summer. I really do. I think that everything was put in place. I just think that uh, you know, Big Sam is trying to do whatever he can to yeah, you know, keep them out of relegation, and he's not about to let a guy go if no one's coming in. But uh, No, he wants out. He I wants know, him out. I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't know what this new guy – see, it's kind of funny. Transfers are funny. I mean – there's all these guys' names I've never heard of before yeah. that are all of a sudden, you know, some dude named Mama, what's this guy's name? I'm looking on Twitter, Modu Barry. <laughs> I have no idea who that dude is. <laughs> yeah, I saw that he was being linked, and I, I, I've never heard of him, but he, he's supposed to be quite rapid. But the problem is, Linford Christie was quite rapid. That didn't make him a very good winger. No and joke. And actually... Wayne Faraday. Shall we talk about Wayne Faraday? Yeah, he I remember was pretty him, yeah. rapid. Uh, it was a good job there was gates on the, on the St. James's though, because he would still be running down bloody Barrack Road. <laughs> uh, again, rapid, but didn't make him necessarily a good winger. Mm. 
Yes. Right. I mean, Ayosi Perez could develop into a good winger. He's definitely shown he's had some ability to cross. I mean, that's what they need. They need pace. They've got Richie down one side, and that's why I was so intrigued to having Townsend back because yeah. that is really, I think, what Newcastle have lacked has been that speed down the other wing with good crossing ability. Uh, it's, it's, it's something that, let's be honest, guys, we've been watching now for Newcastle for a while, and they just haven't had it. You know, they, the thing they, is, they, they, they haven't I, had it for a while. The, the thing is, Chris, Chris Palace have got to pay Newcastle United three million pounds as part of the Townsend deal, and that three million is due. Now, I think it's pretty sensible that Newcastle are coming back via their journalists, who they, you know they're giving information to, and saying, "Oh, the, the deal looks highly unlikely." Yeah, but if it's highly unlikely, you've got to pay three million pounds to the team that wants to buy him back. I can't. I to me, if he doesn't want him in his team, which it seems that he he's had a big massive falling out, according to Graham uh, Graham Bailey. So. Um, you know, it, it, to me, if you've got to pay three million, you're going to have to come back with a number to say, right, we'll we'll accept this number. I think that's the reason why they're going for that guy at Swansea as an alternative. But I, there's no way in hell he's not. He, I, I can't see him come back in the summer. It will have to be this. It would have to be now because otherwise he's not going to play him. Interesting. Well, guys, one other thing, though, and we all know how this transfer thing is, kind of like the trade deadline in, uh, in, in American sports. It always comes down to the final seconds. It's very, that's, why, that's why I thought it was so nice to see what uh, Rafa did during the summer because he got so much transfer business done early to where we weren't having to sit there and watch the television and freak out you know, on Sky Sports you know, as, the, as the deadline came down. Yeah, I think it might happen, though, in January. It's going to be interesting. It's like, like what do you, Steve? Do you think? Do you, how many players do you think he'll finally bring in? Well, in, in the transfer window. Yeah, this one, this uh, one. Uh, I, I think I think you're probably looking at one or two. I think if he if 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 he gets any, I think it'll be one or two. I think there'll be no more than that. The, the, this this lad that we're talking about from Swansea, I don't mm. know whether we're looking at him purely as um, backup. you know a, a backup for the future. I've never heard of him. I've yeah. never seen him play, I'm, I'm, and the fact that Chris is over in the States and saying exactly the same, I'm, I'm trying to reassure Chris that he's not the only one, <laughs> and somebody here on the doorsteps never heard of the lad either. Um, you know, so don't worry about that too much, Chris. <laughs> well, and guys, I've never even heard about these Croatian uh, yeah. players, yeah, these yeah. two well, youngsters. Yeah. I mean, the, the transfer window thing. just cracks me up because – and especially us as Newcastle fans, we all get all up in arms. Like I had never heard of the French guys that came here, <laughs> you know, no. before before they arrived to Newcastle. And again, no, no, I mean, no, so, you, what you need is you need to have apparently. So I've been told you need to have one of these uh, FIFA 17 games, and that's the, <laughs> that's the only way that you'll get to know any of these players. Football Manager FIFA 17. Um, on the on the Xbox or the PlayStation, and all of a sudden you'll know every player in Europe. You'll know what they're like. You're an expert, yes. Yeah. yeah, and and, that, and that's as far as it goes. And quite frankly, um, you know, until I see until you see someone standing at St James's Park holding up a shirt, um, yeah. then a you, you're not going to believe they've signed, and b you're still still probably going to go, who are you? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And guys, so, and guys, we've talked. Hey, we've talked about the situation. How certain situations are better for others. Like uh, Janasek, I think his name's Janasek or something like that. Janasek, Janasek. Yeah. Janasek. That guy's an absolute creative 
striker guy that can make goals, and he's like he is just languishing at Sunderland. I mean, it's it's funny how things how things work. I mean, I think he would be a terrific player, you know, for uh, you know, for Newcastle. Creative, can score goals, but it's like he's disappeared now that he's now that he's left Old Trafford. Yeah, but he, he languished at Old Trafford as well. Uh, I mean, Jan that's and I, true. That's true. That's true. Under the manager, you kind of thought yeah, it was the manager's fault. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and 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 I think now I think you, you you're looking again at a player who's probably what 23 or 24, and you're talking potential. Um, he came on as a world beater. Um, it, there's a, there's a lot of players like that uh, knocking around the Premier League. A lot of players who, um, as soon as they get the first big uh, contract and the big money, um, all of a sudden they go completely off the boil. You know, and, and it, with foreign players coming in, you get, I mean, there's Hull City taking Markovic, who's been there, uh, been, been over in, in Europe, and now obviously he's from Liverpool and he's coming back to the Premier League. Liverpool don't want them. They paid ridiculous amount of money from the kid, just couldn't handle the Premier League at all. Now he's going to Hull, um, you know, and you think, and gee, I mean, but again, what you, what you then end up with, you've got a foreign manager, a new manager who's come in, who's supposed to be you know, a, a decent, you know, and has quite a bit of reputation abroad, and he's looking and thinking, yeah, I can get something out of this mm-hmm. lad. Um, and, and you also get the situation where managers come in, and the managers want to bring their own players in. They want, they don't want to rely on the, the players that were in the in the squad um, from the previous own, uh, their previous manager. So they want they want to bring their own, and they want to, they want to be seen to be spending money, and they see that as some sort of, you know, this is what I can do. Footballs are horrible. There's a lad there. That, from Everton, who everybody was called the world beater, Delafeo, he's gone to AC Milan on loan, and mm-hmm. you think surely the god of it, if there must have been someone in the Premier League that would that would have been looking at Delafeo and thinking I'd rather have him, but AC Milan, I mean, you think wow, where's that? You know, that's completely from left field as well, you know, and it's obviously agents, it's agents talking, it's uh, deals being done, um, and it's back to Neil and his old uh, smoky smoky rooms. Um, making deals uh, for, that are that are going to then benefit in the future because no doubt there's somebody at Milan that uh, Manchester United or Everton rather have got lined up, or there's somebody that the agent of Delafeo has got them lined up for um, with Ronald Koeman in the summer, and and that's how the that's how a lot of this goes, not how this works. So I've got to end the show in a minute with the last caller, but uh, tell me what do you think, uh, Chris, for the, the 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 result, the FA Cup game? Do you think we'll uh, demolish Oxford, or do you think it's a replay again? Here's the problem, though, guys. How many times have we talked about how Newcastle was going to demolish somebody you know, whenever <laughs> they were supposed to win? Uh, I, I, I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep. You know, you, you keep my hopes up and, and hope that Newcastle take advantage of this opportunity. I still can't believe that they did not be whole when they had a chance to go to the semifinals. But yeah, uh, yeah. anyway, um, it's it, it, yeah, it, it, that's neither here nor there. Well, yeah, at least it was a nice long, decent cup yeah. run. Hopefully, this is a nice long, decent cup run. But it's been so long. It's been so long for all of us since Newcastle's even been at this stage of the FA Cup. It's kind of weird. I mean, it's, uh, what has it it's been at least five or six years? Wasn't it Stevenage, fellas, that they went oh, down God, there and yeah, completely, them, yeah. completely just, you know, I mean, for lack of a better term, you know, shat the bed? I mean, it was just yeah. awful. You know, but, 
But they weren't anyway, very nice guys, anyway, were they? Yeah, we used to get it. We used to get a nosebleed when we got into semi-finals. Now we're getting nosebleeds getting into fourth round. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. As soon as when they start playing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, guys, I appreciate it. I, th- I think Newcastle will get the job done. And, and honestly, yeah. I, I think Sammy Amiobi. I hate to say, I hate I to like, use the yeah, famous like line. He's like he's like a new signing. But I really think <laughs> Sammy Amiobi can give a. Uh, can give some uh, some needed boost as well. He's got talent. He can definitely do it at this level, and he's shown he can do it at the Premiership. He looks he good. I tell you, what, he's very tall. Very tall. He looks, he's got a bit more muscle behind him now as well. Uh, I agree. Just, I think he just needs to take the chance he's getting because he, you know, he, he, he's going to be. I don't think he can play on Saturday though. I think he's cup tied, so right. he'd have to wait for the yeah, I believe he is. QPR I believe he is game. Too. So it's going to be interesting. But thanks very much for coming on, gentlemen. I'm going to go with my last call. But Thank thanks you. very much for calling. Thanks, Steve. Right, thanks, Steve. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Bye-bye. If you can get along, Andrew, on, uh, on Thursday night, you're more than welcome. I will. Love you. I'll try. I'll try my best. Don't worry. Thanks, Dr. Steve. Right. Cheers, mate. Take care. Bye-bye now. Bye now. Bye now. Bye. Uh, and I'm going to bring my last caller of this evening when I get my mouth sorted out. It's going to be uh, John Newcastle United fan. Good evening, John. How are you? Andy, how are you doing, my man? How's Neil? I'm well, thank you, mate. I'm great. Uh, not too bad, not too bad. Just um, good win Saturday. Yeah, it was good. You were up, weren't you? I believe you came up. I came up. I so did. Like, I mean, it's worth the trouble. Like, and um, I mean, the first half. I mean, the first three minutes were excellent, and um, a bit nervy after that until Darrell scored that one lovely, lovely goal on the turn. It's a great goal, wasn't it? Goal. Yeah. Oh, whatever. I mean. Normally, I just thought, if I thought it was going to go over the bar for a minute. I thought, don't do it, don't do it. And he had the confidence of man to do it. And um, talk about Dower, I think, he, I think he's going to do a job for us. And I've said this a couple of months ago, if he gets his chance, yeah. right, he will score goals because he knows the championship very, very well. And um, give him that chance. And he's been patient. Yeah. Yeah, because we've we've we, we've been saying for weeks, haven't we, that we'd like to see him play. And uh, I, I even said uh, it'd be... It'll be nice to see him and Mitrovic if we get if we get a bit more uh, obviously wing play to see what it it does away from home. Uh, but the thing is, you've got you've got uh, Gale as well. So I think the next couple of weeks uh, it's going to be quite interesting. But I think uh, mm-hmm. by the time the QPR game comes around and obviously the the uh, the, the cup game, uh, probably Gale might be looking to come back by then. But uh, yeah, it's 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 looking positive. I still believe we need to make a few more signings. But um, the one thing, that, what was the one thing that um, you liked about the performance? Because obviously you know that obviously you've seen Sammy come back on and uh, you, you saw Sterry. So there's definitely definitely things in there that we that that are positive for Newcastle. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's nice to see Sammy coming back. To be honest, you know, I mean, only okay, he's an ordinary player. But um, we do love him, bless him, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but is he going to make it next season? I do not know, but it's good to get a compliment to see what he does on the pitch there. But second half, I really enjoyed the second half. It could have been more gross. I mean, I'm glad Richie got, the end, got in the act as well because um, his form has been dipping at the moment in time. And, um, yeah. you know, and um, he had a good game there. And the one who's impressed us on Saturday is um, Yedlin. What a player. I mean, for me, I think he's the best right back in the championship. I really do because he bombs forward, he can pass the ball, he can tackle, you know, he can defend us well. I mean, I had him a man in a match on Saturday. And, um, he's just, just rapid, isn't he? He's got a good touch yeah. as well. 
he's got pace to burn, Andrew. That's what we need. Pace to burn. Mm. He reads the game. He makes the move when, he, when it suits him, you know. And um, he set up two goals. And um, I hope, I mean, no disrespect to Vernon, but at the end of the day, I think that right back berth should be his. I really do. Yeah, I, can't, yeah, I agree. Yeah. What do you think, Neil? With mm. uh, Vernon being out for a couple of months, I, 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 well, I, I, I can't see why who else you'd put in there, really. Mm. Uh, it, 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 it's that simple. He's putting the performances in. Mm. Yeah, it's an opportunity to, 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 to nail that position down, right? Because I don't think normally, where, John, where is Vernon normally is in the middle, isn't he? And that's the thing; it's that 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 right hand side for um, Yedlin. Like yeah. I think he got injured when he. I think when he first came, remember he went off. I think it was against Villa, where he put in a real good stint, and he went off. He was injured a bit, and then ah. he came back. And so it's 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 a process, isn't it? But you know, like for the player that he is, and you know, it was when he blocked the ball, it gave Darlow a chance. I think that's what made Darlow realise he should get back in when he when he saw when he when he lost the ball. But you know, uh, I think I think going one nil down, that's I think that's the thing with Newcastle, isn't it? You know, in when we go one nil down, that's that's probably the test. I was just going to say that myself. I mean, we go one 0 down a few times this season, especially at home. We don't see the. We just don't have a plan B. We just don't know how to come back. Mm-hmm. But it would have been a test. But on his occasion, I think he will. I think he would have turned it around anyway in second mm-hmm. half. To be quite honest, with you, because Shelby's in, in the game. He was man marked um, in the first half. He's nowhere near Alan's seen. And then in the second half, I mean. He just um, the reason Rob had to let him let game a bit of splits because they had to go for it because it was two three nil doing. So I mean I'm glad I mean Shelby got back into the game and um, he's been a different player. Yeah, great. Well, give me a scoreline for Saturday. What do you think's gonna? What do you think we're gonna do? Um, Oxford away. I mean it should be a comfortable win, but um, I'll be happy for a two nil win. Yeah, be and, nice to have a, nice to have a cup win. Wouldn't it just keep on going, you know. Let's keep going. I mean, end of the day, sort of thing. I love. I tell you, what I love about the FA Cup as well. I love going to away games because the atmosphere is much, much mm. better away from home, and I just think it's a good day out. You know, probably we're not on TV actually. I'm not, I'm not sure we're on TV at all. I don't think we are, to be honest. With you. I don't know anything about it, but uh, yeah, I, don't I don't think, think we so. are. It's three o'clock kickoff as well, I think. Yeah, so, so, so it may never know. Maybe maybe obscure network it might be on. <laughs> so, what's your thought before you go quickly? What thoughts on Townsend? Looks like it's doubtful, but I can't see it. I, I can see it happening, no matter what anybody's saying, what they what they're telling the, the uh, reporters. Well, first of all, I mean, um, I love to see him come back because he left on good terms. Mm. I mean, he did a job first. I mean, he just couldn't see it quite make at the end of the year. But mm. I still think Richard's doing a fine job on the right hand side. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, he's doing a good job and. Um, you know, but if he does come, if he does come, then I'll be, I'll be. I'll, I'll I think we'll score well. more goals for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, like you say, it's going to be doubtful now. But um, who do we bring in in the summer? Who do we bring in January? Sort of thing. Are we going to get anyone in? I mean, it doesn't seem like it at this moment. Lots of rumours, isn't it? But uh, especially this young lad from Swansea. But it's you know, it's it's definitely a bait and swish. I, I've no doubt. That Townsend will be in because you, you they've got to pay us three million, so they want to they want to move players on, and they're going to give us three million. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, you got no chance of that. I mean, I didn't even I thought they pay it all in full. Like, no, paid installments, yeah. 
they're, they're playing storms. Like, okay, I didn't know that one sort of thing. You know, why are these clubs be allowed? Are we allowing clubs to play in storms? Well, Sissoko, Sissoko is the same thing. So, oh my god, <laughs> maybe plan to get him it. back. I <laughs> know. Uh, no thanks. I'm taking. Take heaven. Take heaven. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, they've got him, Harry. I'd rather have you saying both. <laughs> you never know. Well, thanks for coming on, John. Been a laugh as ever, and I'll speak to you. I'll speak to you again next week. Okay, thanks a lot, mate. Thanks, mate. Well, great show as ever. Thanks for Graham Bailey for coming on tonight as our main guest. Obviously, to Neil Mitchell. Uh, good night, Neil. <laughs> I think he's going out to hear me. But uh, thanks so much for, on Toon Talk. It will be made available as well after the show so you can listen back to the last couple of shows and also go to um, to Apple and you can download the podcast. It's under Toon Talk, so very easy for you to listen back to the show and some of my guests on here weekly. So thanks very much for coming on. It's been Toon Talk.